Welcome to episode nine, season two of Off the Fairpool. We got the full gang here today. We got Dire, we've got Choppy, we've got Derek, we've got myself, Terp17. Hope everyone's having a wonderful day. Derek is still unemployed um, and living his best life as a fish salesman. How's everyone doing? Derek, how are the fish sales going? Good. We went and we went and took a no, we went and took a tank in today. It's kind of cool like doing that because it's it's I mean, we haven't really got to see too many people's reactions. I've only done two runs with them. But I got a good reaction when I went to the dealership, uh, Ford dealership, which is cool. They were like, wait a minute, what? you look very familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm now a, a fish salesman. I sell fish tanks and fishes and corals. So that was <laughs> cool. But we went and took it to this, uh, this one place. Chop, you might know this area, Cedar Hill. Yeah, I know Cedar Hill. Dude, those they- houses are monstrous. Wait, you live that way? I thought you were the other no. way. No, my, oh. neighbor, my neighbor's from Cedar Hill. Wait, they're oh, okay, monstrous? Okay. Dude, those houses were fucking huge. Cedar Hill is like not a good area. Like not, not a bad area, but it's like, you know, it's on the historically in, in DFW, it's like on that wrong side of the tracks, if you will. Like, you know, it's on it's 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 south. South and historically anything south of 30 is like that was the cutoff, right? Over right. the last like 20. It used to be great. Cedar Hill, DeSoto, Duncanville used to be great back in the 70s and 80s. And then, you know, mid-90s, it turned, like, anything north of, it was, like, 30 was the cutoff, right? Or maybe 20. Anything north of that, that was all the new stuff. And now, I guess, Cedar Hill, they're, they've got, they're building all new stuff again down there. It, I mean, where I was at, like, there was no house smaller than 10,000 square feet. Really? I mean, these things were, yes, they were monsters. They're overlooking the lake. Like, it was just, like, if I, I mean, I don't want to, I wouldn't live there. First off, because it's too far from everything. I don't like where I'm located. I am picture perfect. Terps, you've been here. You've seen it. Uh, Dyer, I lived across the street, so you were there. So you pretty much have seen it. Like I'm perfectly located. It's 10 minutes to DFW and 11 or 12 minutes to Love Field. So it's like, it's right there. I, I love it. But with that being said, though, those houses were monstrous and taking the tank in, they, they bought a, was it one one sixty hundred sixty gallon tank? But it's a cylinder. It was heavy as fuck. Wait, are you really selling fish tanks? I go and help out. I don't, I'm not really selling them. I go in there and I, I work around, give myself something to do. No kidding. Good yeah, I, dude. I I and that's okay. Let me ask you this because I know people will make these comments, and I'm curious, like. And each one of you, I want to hear your response. If you ran into an athlete, God dang, Bruce. Oh my God! I don't think that's what I'll be saying. If running into an oh, athlete. that's burning some nose hairs. Oof! If you go into a store, so we'll use the fish store for example, and you saw an athlete in there, just hanging out, trying to sell fish, whatever, does that bother you or make you think? Because um, I've heard this already, like talking about people like going to bag groceries or something, like having fun, dicking around, and people are like, "Oh, he must be hurting for money, so he's out here doing that." Does that ever cross your mind, or do no. you ever think of it as something different? No, never cross my mind. If I saw an athlete doing it, yeah, no, it depends which think, athlete. I would think the athlete's bored. Are you being I, honest, or are you just saying it because you know how I am? No, I would think that the athlete um, is, you know, retired, wants to have something to do, but doesn't want to have to think to do it. They're just bored. They want a schedule. Athletes love schedules. Yeah, and they that's want a, a that's schedule. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah they, want, they want a schedule. 
What about if I was working? You know, like to me, if I was a professional athlete, when I'm done, if I were you, when I was done, I would find, if I didn't want to pay for a golf course membership, I would find a golf course and I would just be a marshal. That's literally what I was getting ready to say, except for the marshal part. Or just Just go out there, just hang out. Yeah. And just play. If somebody wants to play, all right, I'll jump in with you. Let's go. I don't, I don't think you could do that. Terps, what were you getting ready to say? Depends on the athlete. Yeah. In which way though? So I worked in uh, clothing retail for a little bit in the sporting goods store. Me too. Um, uh, and probably yeah. familiar with this line of sporting goods, the uh, Models family. Um, yeah, I worked at Sports Authority for years. I, I've I've met Mitch. I've met Mitchell Bodell once. I've met the VP a bunch of times. I'm like a really like. Well, I don't work there anymore. So I'll just say this: scummy human being, but good to his employees. Like his actual business practices are really. They're smart, but they're also scummy. So, like, give you an idea of what he would do. So, if one of his, he basically, in the heyday, models owned everything from, what was it, like, Maryland, Virginia, up through Boston. That was his, like, corridor, right? So, if one of the teams in his region was in a championship game, he would heavily buy he would buy out most of the championship merchandise in that in that region he would then personally bet his own money equally as heavily on the other team really yes so either oh. way he comes out on top. Oh yeah, he could. I mean, technically, oh, that's yeah, great. You that's that. fantastic. Yeah. So hmm. like, but like the bet was like a personal bet. Like it wasn't company money. And yeah. and if the sports team was in his like, like I said, area, he would. So like every time the Patriots were in there, he would heavily invest. He would buy out a bunch of Patriots merchandise, championship merchandise, and hold it so that if. They were the ones who won. He's, his stores would have the most merchandise. And they'd be the ones who were ready to go. And then whoever they were playing, if that team wasn't in his market, he bet the other way. He personally would bet on the other team. Genius. Mm. Also dirty. He also... See, I don't like also, that. Yeah. He also... I don't think that's dirty, is it? It's not dirty, it's, but, yeah, but like... Uh, it's like Mattress Mac does the same thing in Houston. But with well, a dirty thing that he would do, because he had a lot of, he has a lot of like family infighting with his family over who would take up the fortune, whatever. So he actually, at one point, he had a feud with his mom. His mom owned the first, I believe it was 100 models. Um, like the older stores. He would build new models within a mile of his mom's models. Oh, and he would make them all really nice and fancy and shiny and everything like that. And so more, more of the traffic would go to that models than his mom's models. And then they would Undercut end up closing his... his yep. Undercutting yep. his own mom. Yep. And he would end up... His mom's stores would end up closing because of that. Like, scummy dude. But anyway, what I'm getting at here is... Um, they would do athletes. Athletes would come in models. They had a big, like, Yankee sponsorship... Uh, for a long, long time, they were big with the Mets for a while. They were big with the Giants for a while, like all the tri-state area. So, like, there were well-known athletes who would come in to to work to work 
and do like a day of like cashier or whatever it was or to sign. So like that's what I saw a lot at various stores. I would see like it was like bigger time stars. Like they had a like they had one of the stores had Odell Beckham come in and be like a cashier for like a day. Like just to draw people in. Mm-hmm. Get people I mean, we in the did- door. The Rangers would do that with like Whataburger and stuff. I missed half of what yeah. you were saying, but I caught that. But yeah, they, uh, sorry, food was being delivered. Um, it's but important. yeah, they, they, trust me, I'm hungry. They would do that all the time with Rangers. It's always a Whataburger thing and you would always go up and yep. either you were in the drive through window or taking orders at the front or passing out food at the second window. So it was pretty cool. So, but that's not I, the same thing though. Did I ever tell you guys? about what they do with the championship shirts for the team that loses. Don't they send them to another country? No, they don't. So I learned this also from, uh, I won't, I won't say who, but a high up in, in models as to at least this is what models did. So first of all, you'll notice that every championship shirt is the same shade of, or within the same few shades of gray. And if you ever see a championship shirt for the team that lost, they look almost identical to the team that won. So what yeah, I mean, do, all it is is just a logo, right? Correct. So what they do is they superimpose a logo on a bunch of them. The shirts that were initially, um, that were originally for the championship team, obviously could put out. The shirts that lost get sent back to the factory. If they can be scraped, they scrape them and reprint them, and send them back out again. That's also why for the first like two or three days of every championship um, that's going at, that's happening, all the shirts are gray for like the first two days. You never see a colored championship shirt ever in like the first one or two days after the championship because they, they're all printing in just flat gray so they can go either way. If they cannot scrape the shirt, they sell the remainder, they shred them and sell the remainders off to punching bag companies. Hmm. And they're used okay. to stuff punching bags. So they don't send them to no. other countries? No. I found out why. How do those little South American kids get them that one time then? So here's what they do. We all saw the documentary. Here's what what they do. They will send a small shipment over there, but it is more expensive to pay for shipping and distribution of those shirts than it is for them to sell them to like Everlast or whoever's making the punching bags. They make more money doing that than they do send them overseas. It's about profit loss. That makes wow. sense. I can't imagine they make any money giving them away for charity. Well, they still do. Like, they'll give away a few, and it's PR. Yeah. So it's all PR, but the bulk of it gets sold off to be shredded as filler. Wow, that's a great story. Right? That is a fun fact. Fuck. We yes. need that. We need like, to have a fun fact of the day. Dude, After I... After hearing would, that, that's amazing. When me and uh, Sherlock, who you met, Derek heard that we stood there with our mouths open for a good like two minutes like really yeah i can't y'all just ruined it for me (laughs) like and the person we heard it from is very in the i'll tell you guys off podcast yeah yeah don't you don't need to share that i get um but like it was like oh geez that's what you do okay and then it's funny because we actually started looking at the shirts because i went and did the i was supervising when the capitals won the, the stanley cup and i was also sent to philly for the Super Bowl there. Um, and we noticed it the next few days when the shirts would come in. If you look at the shirts and held them up to the light, you could still see the old logo in them. Really? Yep. Wow. 
Yep. That's that's cool. But next time there's a championship, take a look at the shirts, and I guarantee you, you won't see a colored shirt for like a day or two. They'll all be gray. Maybe, every single maybe one. we can find some of my 2010 and 2011 shirts out there. You yeah. Out yeah. There? Well, definitely the 2011. Not so much the 2010. Since we lost four to one. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Hey, I'm honest about it. It's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Either way, that, that, that just that ruined it for me. Ever since then, I'm like, I don't, I don't trust you guys. Send shirts to, to kids over there. Nah. I'm sure you, they send a few, but not, not what people think they do. It's the same family as Art Modell. You know they're shysty. Of course, they just do this cheap publicity stunt. Well, it's not just them. It's everybody. Off. It's everybody. No, no, no. Fuck Art Modell. <laughs> Agree. Um, Agree. But yeah, no, they did it. They they would do with every. I mean, if you if you look at it financially, it makes sense. You make pennies on pennies on the dollar on the shirt, or you lose money sending them overseas. That's still that's cool. Fun fact. I freaking love it. Uh, in other in other news, uh, just happened right now for your hockey fans out there. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin has scored goal number seven sixty seven. He is now third on the all time goals yeah. list. He just passed Yamir Yager. Congratulations, Ovechkin. Love watching that dude play. I'm just not going to read the comments in there, and it's going. I'm to sure. <laughs> See, that's, but the thing is, that, that that goes back to what we talked about before. Like, why is there so much hate to him because of that? Guaranteed, it's probably Putin shit that they're saying or whatever because he's Russian. Oh, yeah. But oh, it's yeah, not 100%. like what is he doing? He's been here the entire time, making millions, playing hockey, yeah, doing his thing, and then now he's the bad guy, like. He didn't go start this war. Dude, it's insane, man. Like, the uh, there's a tennis player, Dan, Dan, Daniel Medvedev. He's, like, number one in the world. They're, he, they're saying that he's going to have to de- denounce Putin in order for them to let him play in Wimbledon. I'm like, what, what are we doing here? Like, now it, it, we've gotten to the point where now, like, they're going to, like, basically determine who can play based on views or you know, political views yeah. it's really weird it's, re- it's like it's really really odd it's the next step it sounds like yeah i don't like, get it like that roman abramovich the guy who owns chelsea uh who's got he can't even sell they won't even let him sell the team and, and they're saying if he does sell it he won't be able to profit off of it he's basically to sell it for no profit or give the money away he has taken his billion dollar yacht yeah billion yeah and he is just like cruising the red sea right now he's just like whatever just I'm chilling out. is yeah. he the guy that was a putin detractor too like i feel like there was one owner no that, who was that there was an owner that was russian and he was still getting the riot act and and he was not a putin supporter well roman just was, because he's russian roman was a if I, if I recall correctly was is was and is a good friend of putin yeah, that's how he different. got money. That's how he got his yeah. money. He got put in charge of all the... So he was just a friend of Putin's or whatever from back in the day. Yep. And the way the oligarchy works is like he 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 had $3,000 to his name and Putin basically made him in charge of all the oil and gas in the country. So that's how he became a multi-billionaire is that he just... He basically got all... He gave him all the oil. Yeah, I just don't... It's so weird how this is all happening. Was it, who was who was the Russian tennis player who wrote "No War" on the camera? 
Uh, yeah, I don't remember who that was. Because like, uh, I know who you're talking about. I remember. Yeah, he was was young. He was young. I do remember that. I don't know who it was. Because that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. Like, I don't. I don't. Uh. But even if they they say that, yeah, even if they say that, it doesn't matter. Like, they're still gonna. You think people are gonna stop saying shit to him because he wrote that? Well, that's that that's the one thing that I don't want to stick on this too long because we talked about this last podcast. So the diary wasn't here, obviously, but you, people have to disconnect the Russian government from the Russian people. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of people in Russia who are against everything that's going on, and then some. And there's a lot of Russians who are actively protesting and being arrested and being very outspoken, which is a very brave thing to do in that country because we have the First Amendment here. Uh, that doesn't exist everywhere in the world. And people right. forget that. Um, and that's the thing is that people got to realize that, like, listen, there are people speaking out. And just because they are Russian does not mean that they are inherently agreeing with this conflict. As two, it's two separate things completely. So, yeah, that's you're right, Charlie. That's why it's so interesting to see who they're dictating, who can and can't. Why? Just because someone's successful out of Russia means that they're instantly for this engagement. That's not, I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I can't stand it. Like, it would be one thing if there's a player who's out there saying, like, fuck Ukraine and, like, you know, go out there and, you know, let's, let's, they deserve whatever, whatever he's saying or she's saying. That's different. But none of these guys are doing that. As far as I can tell. Can I, can, I, I'm, I mean, I just kind of want to bounce to a different, so we can bounce out of this, but you made me think of something when you talked about tennis and tennis. I don't know how you get, if you want to talk about it, cool. If you don't, that's fine. But I was kind of baffled at, I guess the one player, I don't know her name, wanted to get on the microphone and I guess talk about somebody telling her that she sucked from the stands. Oh yeah. Naomi Osaka. Like, what? What is that? What happened? So, she got told you suck, and she was crying. So there's a long, like, long backstory. Uh, her name's Naomi Osaka, and I can't remember if it was at the what tournament it was at. There was a giant, and I mean giant bug in here. We are definitely squirrel, like. What in attention the span? Yeah. <laughs> we gotta focus Where up, boys. Both Choppy did it, and then I did it. But I had a distinct butthole smell. He's got a horse fly going around there. Damn, man. Okay. So anyway, last your way year. Of, okay, there we go. I can't remember what tournament was last year. Uh, it may have been the French Open, and she had said she wasn't gonna do any more interviews. Because the media is mean and they're, they're not, you know, they, they give her anxiety. Um, she said she had mental health issues, that they were giving her anxiety, and she can't really handle doing the press. That was the French so, Open? I think it was the French Open. And Tennis basically said, like, too bad, so sad, you're doing the press. This is part of your contract. So she took some time off. I think she did the Olympics this that, that last year. Well, if you hear her speak, like she is like it is the most timid voice you've ever heard. 
And somebody said to her, like, she, I guess she wasn't playing well. And they said, Naomi, you suck. And she, like, almost broke down in tears. And she was, like, asking the chair umpire to use the microphone to talk to that person. And, like, the other, her opponent was just kind of sitting there hanging out, waiting, trying to stay loose. And after the, after the thing was over, she was, you know, telling a story how, like, the heckling bothered her or whatever. Uh, but I was like, wait a second. Like, you know, if she, this girl's obviously troubled. Um, if you're a professional athlete, hearing you suck is, is on the grand scheme of things, relatively tame from what a lot of people hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in some of these other countries where like, I mean, they'll go straight racial on you. I'm sure they'll do it yeah. here. They'll do it here. Yeah. Well, this, or in Boston. This... Yeah. Or they'll do it in Boston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this uh, venue yeah. is known for is known for severe heckling. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I mean Palm you're... Springs. The yeah. French are assholes, Lloyd. <laughs> my my thing is like you're gonna get you're gonna get that everywhere. As a professional athlete, I was very. I get the mental health thing. I get that. There's no doubt. I understand. I respect anybody with, with that. You know, I've seen other athletes talk about their mental health. But when you're being told by somebody that you suck and that bothers you, I'm sorry, but it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Like, wait till now that, like, think about this. Now hecklers know that that bothered her. Shit's going to hit the fan with the other stuff that's going to oh, come yeah, out. No, like if, and I, I can only give myself as an example, I've got to hear anything and everything. These people I've been in, I'm not going to throw any city under the bus because I'm very grateful for when they do. I enjoy it. I enjoy when I get heckled because some people are very fucking creative. And then some people are like, all right, that you're just being an idiot, but they will cross every bit of the line because the whole point of heckling is to take you away from your game. They're trying to take you away from what you're doing, getting you pissed off and worked up and get you to say something, one, that they can bust you on for it and make you look bad. And they're just trying to interrupt whatever it is you're doing. Like, it's, I, I can't believe to hear, like, you suck bothered her that bad. That, that yeah. sucks. Well, yeah. Nadal... Nadal came out and said, I feel for her, but we need to be prepared for that. We need to deal with these kind of issues that can happen when you are exposed to the people. Nothing is perfect in life. Yeah, I mean, it's, dude, it's nonstop. Terps, you've seen in the bullpen. Yeah. You see how all that shit is. It, each one of us has come to the bullpen, whether Dyer was talk to me or Chop or uh, Terps come talk to me or Chop just walking around with your kids and showing them the bullpen. Guaranteed your kids or whoever or you guys that's standing there Here's every bad thing that's said when you're a by the bullpen or whatever, or hell, even when they're on the on deck circle, telling people how bad they suck, like constantly yelling at it. And like as athletes, you tune it out. Like it's, I'm not saying it's yeah. easy to do, but literally all you have to do is tune that stuff out. So what? Let them tell you, you suck, do whatever. Remember, you're the one that's on the court, not them. You earned every bit of where you are on the court or on the field or whatever it is. So why, why let somebody who wishes they were in your shoes take you away from your moment? Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, I think part of this, 
you know, the fact that it's a it's an individual sport. Um, and you know, like I played golf. I didn't play at the PGA Tour level, but like, I, you know, I played a million golf tournaments. And, and and even when you go to them, nobody roots against you in a golf tournament, right? They root now. They root for more some players more than they root for the others, right? But you don't usually boo a golfer, right? You you go to a golf, yeah. but you know you're not rooting against anybody. You're just rooting for guys more passionately, and that's kind of how it's. I I assume it is in tennis, and they're just oh, not, they're not equipped to handle people rooting the negativity. Against yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there are people who in tennis or because tennis can be very diehard too. So I'm yeah. sure that there's some, but it's also, I mean, Chaffee, you said it. If what you're hearing is I suck and that's what's tip, that's what's tipping the scales. Then yeah, there's going to be way worse. Unfortunately, there's going to be worse said and yeah, how are you going to handle that? They are not going to be afraid to cross the line. They have no. nothing to lose. Exactly. And what are they going to do? They're not going to kick them out more times than not. So it depends, yeah. And it one, it depends a if they get caught. Not for you, well, suck. They're not going to kick you. Yeah, out. definitely yeah. not going to get kicked out for that. But there, I will say, like I had a prime example. This I will share because this was too much. It was in New York. Um, one of my teammates for Detroit, uh, obviously as a kid, wife, he's married, everything. They were talking about his kid, like they were crossing the line talking about his little daughter, and it's like, come on, you can say yeah. anything in the world. Like that's the thing. You can say anything you want in the world, but why do you, why do you bring a little girl into it? That's the only thing I don't get. Like that's cool. You want to heckle me, say all that shit, but what what does my family have to do with it? Yeah. Why do you have to bring a yeah, kid into it? Crazy. Yeah, so that that's, that's the only crazy. time I can actually say, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's a bit Speaking much. York, did you see Mark Canna get to the ballpark yesterday? Someone mm -hmm. called him Chris. Someone someone thought he was Chris Bassett. And they're like, hey Chris, can I get an <laughs> autograph? And he's like, I would if my name was Chris. You should have God. signed it as Chris. Well, you see, if I was if I was a professional athlete and somebody called me the wrong name, I would just sign it as that name. People do that. Sign it as Chris in the same last name. Like, congratulations, bro. You got your autograph. You don't even know who the hell I am. Go try and sell it on eBay. See how much you get. And make the signature like completely the opposite. See, Dyer, with your luck though, you would that that would like blow up and someone would sell it for tens of thousands because it's a one of one fake Dyer but actual Dyer autograph. Well, good on him then. They they right. they, they broke the code. Keep going. Uh, speaking of things that are not great in this world right now, Twitter has introduced downvoting as of today. Downvoting? Yes. Oh, you know what? Like a that, dislike. That's so, such a good. Uh, Twitter just needed some more negativity, so I, I'm so glad that they did that because it, Twitter's not negative enough. It's too much of a happy place for everybody. I'm so <laughs> glad that they did this. Wait, what so, is this? So, as of today, Twitter has added downvoting. The downvotes are anonymous, so no one will see that you've downvoted a reply. Um. The owner of the tweet won't say that you've downvoted a reply, and it will not actually alter or affect the amount of likes on the tweet. What it will do for Twitter, supposedly, is allow them to better prioritize content for you and everybody on Twitter, aka get rid of shit. If you go look at your Twitter right now and you pull up a reply, um, so if you can go to any tweet and pull up a reply, you will see you, instead of your usual four options of 
comment, retweet, like, and share, you will now see comment, retweet, like, and then you'll see a down arrow. And then you will see the share icon. I don't see that. I don't see that. So it might not, it's, they say they're rolling it out in phases. Mine has it active on all my accounts for some reason. Also, this is just virtual downshouting. Like, you know how people go in to a speaker that they disagree with. They bring, you know, 10 people and they just start shouting them down to the point where they shout so much the person can't speak and they just have to end the speech. This is the same thing except online which is completely ridiculous. This is this is not a good thing. This is how this is how we get echo chambers. This is how we get single viewpoints uh without any dissension whatsoever. This is not a this is a bad thing for society in general when stuff like this happens. The thing is like it's been successful on places like Reddit, but the thing is with Reddit is Reddit doesn't use your down votes to to remove content. Sure. Red, Reddit's always been a very open kind of unless it's blatantly racist or illegal or something like that reddit basically lets it go we're removing content for people that can't handle it so right now they haven't said they're doing anything in terms of what they do with it but if i had to guess and this is just my assumptions here i'm going to guess that it will be used to remove content that's my guess because we're we are removing it would it would be one thing if here I would be okay if they went the Reddit way. If they put a downvote feature in, and if I downvoted a tweet, it showed it as downvoted, but it didn't actually alter the tweet in any way, right? So, like, if you go to, like, if you look at Reddit or whatever, if I downvote a post on Reddit, there's, there's thumbs up and thumbs down. You can see that count. Right. I'd be fine if they did that. But if you're right. making them anonymous and then using that to collect data to then wipe out everything that are down the line, then that, that, that I think is stupid. That's dumb. I just feel like it's we're just doing too much censoring. Way too much. Yes. Agreed. Like we we have grown into a society can't handle shit. Yeah, we've become soft. Or as the people say, we have become pussies. The thing is is like say pussy. Okay, pussy. pussy. We have Putin. become pussy. Putin pussies. We have pussy. Like I like I said, like I it's like when I took away the dislike icon on YouTube. Like you can't just like a video on YouTube anymore. It's been like that for a few months now. You can only really? Yeah, but that's because you know why though, right? Why? Share for the peoples. Anything that uh Biden put out or Fauci, everything had more thumbs down than it did thumbs up by a long shot. Well, long, the, the, long, long, long shot. I the hope reason he's okay. why I don't I hope he's okay. I know he's got COVID. Who? What? Biden today. Oh, poor guy. Oh, God. Well, well, I well hope you know, he's, he's quadruple vaccinated, yeah. so he's fine. Yeah, no, but he's, yeah, he's got like 36 booster shots and nah, everything nah. else. You know, what he had said is that, you know, the first, he said the first lady's husband has COVID. So he said today. But he was really talking about Vice President Harris's husband. Isn't he the second gentleman? Is the yeah, but he, he said it. He said it. Pressure today. You know the 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 first lady's husband has COVID, and then everybody's like, "Wait a minute, that's you." And he goes, "No, it's not me. It's the vice Jesus president's Christ. husband." <laughs> Look at how ridiculous this is. <laughs> God, man, I'm, I'm just I'm just convinced that we have been taping now 
We are now in the what is it? The the, the fifth year of an eight year long sitcom. <laughs> this is amazing. It really like is. this is like we're, last we're five year, years have been just too much. Yeah, we are we are currently taping the sixth year of pranked U.S. style. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what we've been doing recently. <laughs> like, so go from one extreme to the other. <laughs> the, watch, watch. They're gonna come to the election and like the next election that's up. They're gonna be like, surprise! It was all a test. And then no, we we'll have a new disease. We gotta get ready for. Yeah. Itis, something itis. Can we get yeah. an itis this time around? Yeah, pussy itis. <laughs> already got that. Yeah, you're right. It's pussy. Uh, in other political news, well, this is a good political news in my opinion. Uh, they have sent a bill today, um, to the House that would make daylight savings time permanent, meaning the oh, time, being the time that we are in now would be permanent. We would no longer switch our clocks back in the winter. One hour. Yeah, that don't bother me. Whatever. I'm I cool like with it. it. I love I'm it. okay with it. I'm I cool love it. it. Yeah. I hate, there's nothing more depressing to me than about four o'clock on a Tuesday. Dark. In, 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 in December. God, kill me. It's awful. <laughs> I don't care which way it is. Just keep it one fucking way. Like with this flip flop changing shit fucks everybody all the way up. My kids won't go to bed until fucking 10 o'clock now. Just keep it. Just keep it the same damn time. Time doesn't change. The farmers don't need the extra daylight now and all this other bullshit. Just keep it the same time. It's all good. Whatever. Why do we need to do it still? Like I don't understand why this is even a question. Yeah. And some like, fucking states don't even do it. Arizona doesn't even do it. Most right. countries don't do it. It's really just the U.S. And, yeah, and, and it's just, because there's nothing. It literally was that they did it because the farmers needed extra daylight to grow the crops or some bullshit. Well, Germany so did it during World War One too. Germany did it in World War One to um, conserve gas gas usage. What's the like? How does that? How does that conserve gas? I guess you. I guess you would use more gas at night because everything was heated through yeah. gas. Okay, that makes sense. So if you if you if you added if you shifted so there was an hour more of waking daylight time there'd be less propensity i don't know it doesn't either way like i don't understand it's... anybody who would want like like i don't i don't get the people who want it darker sooner that doesn't make any sense i i understand people who don't want to change i don't, I don't know i just don't understand i'm sure there's but someone it... out there has a legitimate but but here's what shocked me die are you wanting someone's gonna floor you yes it, it passed with unanimous voting whoa you're telling me that everybody in that room agreed on something? Yes. Yep. Holy shit. That's that's the big story here. It passed. Hell froze over. It passed <laughs> in the Senate unanimously. <laughs> like, good to know we can agree on sunlight. We're making progress, people. We're getting I think somewhere. it's called the Sunshine Preservation Act or something like sunshine that. Sunshine Protection Act. We have to protect our sunshine. Yes, protection. Why do they come up with these lame ass names for these pills? I know. <laughs> why, why don't you just call so it the dumb. No Daylight Savings Act? No, there is. This is daylight savings. The No okay, Standard the Act. Daylight savings. Whatever. Just call it that. Don't call it this. Don't come up with this stupid. Like, how much time did it take them to come up with that name? Because you know that's not the first idea they had. Well, for they were in that protect... room kicking around the idea. I mean, if we're trying to protect the sun, shouldn't we check his vaccination status? <laughs> like 
<laughs> Derek's. <laughs> so he's like, Choppy's normally the one. Terp's going for me today. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Just all, stir it. All, all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I'm with Choppy. I want the sun to set at five o'clock on a random Tuesday in January, not at four o'clock. I'm okay with that too. Longer so time to play golf. It, it's so depressing. Choppy's right. It's so depressing. You're going out to like, it's not even, you're not even going out to dinner. You might be getting a late lunch. It's already getting dark outside. Like, that's too much. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, have you ever, hey. have you ever tried to watch a, have you ever tried to watch a football game in New York? They like the the Cowboys the Giants in November in a in a three o'clock at a four o'clock kick. The lights are like on at four thirty. Quarter. Yeah. <laughs> You've been drinking yep. since noon, and you just feel like you're going to fall asleep halfway through the first. These poor kids that go to high like school in Maine, they walk home from school. It's fucking dark out. They're past that forty ninth parallel. They don't know what the hell's going on. Tough. Is Maine far enough north? They're not far now. That was going to be a really stupid question. I was going to ask if they were far enough north to have it uh, where it's like six months dark and six months light. That's no, Alaska. no, they're not. But have you ever looked at? Have you ever like? I'm okay. So I'm like a globe nerd, map nerd. Like you know how we look at a map of the U.S. and it's like straight across. Like it's really like um, the U.S. basically goes like uh, eight o'clock to two o'clock yeah. across the globe. So, like, that's why, like, we go through, like, even if, like, you know, from, even if you go from, like, Atlanta to England, you, you fly basically up the eastern seaboard. It's really, really weird, right? It's, it's weird how that works. But, like, Maine's pretty fucking far up there, man. It's, like, yeah. it's not quite the Arctic Circle yet, but it's, like, damn, you get close. Yeah. I learned a lot of that stuff from my uncle. He's a pilot. And he was talking about, like, when I flew to Japan, the route that I took, I was like, well, why didn't we just go straight? you know, left yeah, the whole way. Like, you know, just thinking about, you know, it's round, so why don't we just keep going? And then he explained everything to me and how it goes up and around and all that good stuff. Does he know how to use a sextant? I don't even know what that is. Isn't that the instrument that, that they used to use to measure that? Like, it's a navigational instrument they used to use before they had computers that, didn't it like measure the, it, it went off of the curvature of the earth or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, it, yeah. Um, it's like the, God, it, it basically reflects light so you can see where it is or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I have to ask him that. Like, I imagine they probably, they, I would assume they probably have to in case the, the instruments in the cockpit fail. They would have to manually navigate in some way, right? Yeah. I'm sure it, think so. it's extremely rare for that to happen, but... They would have to be prepared for that situation. On top of that, though, he's also a, a ranger scout. Huh. Fun fact for you, Chop. Look at that. Multi-talented. Really? Yep. He scouts for the rangers. Flying the team around and scouting on the, on the side. Well, I ask him who decided to get Marisnik <laughs> because that is not a ranger's move. We'll circle not back him. to that. We'll circle back to that. Okay. There's, there's, there's one more thing I want to discuss in, 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 in the... This was just sent to me in the political sphere. And it's going to shock you. We're going to go to the state of California, but this also involves. So I want to get Derek's take on this. Um, California has introduced a bill. Shout out to the eradicator for sending this to me. Um, state bill 1248. That is attempting to establish a working, a, a worker's bill of rights for minor leaguers or MLB minor leaguers. Um, 
what this would do is it would essentially set a mandated minimum wage um, for them. It would mandate certain practices in terms of travel and everything like that. But the big thing that it would do, and these are the big four points, is it would define a minor league player as anyone employed to play baseball for a minor league team that is affiliated with a major league baseball team and who plays resides or is employed by the state. Um, prohibit any initial player contract from lasting longer than four years. This provision enables the players to negotiate an individual contract after four years. No, this is just minor leaguers. Guarantee that players retain the rights to their name, image, and likeness without affecting their eligibility with Major League Baseball or their minor league team. And guarantee that players who exercise their NIL rights are not subject to retaliation. Um, there's more in there. It's The full bill is not out yet. Um, but this is a huge move. Unfortunately, I do kind of agree with some of the Twitter responses I have seen. If it only passes in California, I could see Major League Baseball just pulling minor league teams from California. That's where I was uh, going to kind of go with that. This has to be something that goes <clears throat> nationwide. Uh, on top of it, there's going to be some conflict. If I'm correct, like correct me if I'm wrong. You said after four years, they are free to negotiate contracts. Correct. They're owned by the team, though, not by the minor leagues. Correct. Right. So how could that happen? Well, the yeah, whole bill's not released yet, so I don't know. Like the wording's not out yet. Like it hasn't been publicly released yet. So I, I don't know, but that's a good point. And I get it. Like guys are, you know, there are guys that are in the minor leagues for a while, and I, I understand that. I get it. But they but already the have team, that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they already it's, have that. It's a Rule Five draft, right? You got to protect. Correct. Players. Correct. So if you you don't put get put on there, that's on. I, well, it's not on you, but that's just how it is. Like I can't. There's no right way to say it, um, but I like I like some of the stuff that was said. Like we got to protect these minor league guys. Like you know they're not making that much money to be able to to do that. Like guys are playing in the minor leagues and still having a job when they come home. Why now can't they revoke. What's that? Why can't they unionize? That I don't know. I don't have the answer for that one. Because a lot of them, a lot of the guys, especially in low A ball, rookie ball, are living below the poverty line. Yeah. Oh yeah. And but also a lot of those guys, a lot of guys that are in rookie ball and uh short season single A, those guys are coming off of signing bonuses too. Now, yeah. not great, not saying that they're all large signing bonuses, but there's a good amount of them that are. And at the same time, like there's no again, there's no right way you can, I can really say it cuz like at the end of the day, one of the things that I was always t told was like you want this big league money, you got to earn it and you got to get there. And that's the whole point of the grind in the minor leagues. Now, granted, I, again, I'm not like that, but I didn't spend much time in the minor leagues. So this sucks. Like to hear that being said, cause it's not that easy for those guys to, they don't have that power, that choice. So it's just, to me, it's, it, I don't know. It's just interesting how this is going to play out. Well, I think also the thing is, is yeah, that major, but there's, People need to realize there's a big disparity between major league money and what some of these guys are making in single A and double A. Oh, 100%. Like, there are some guys who are take whose take home checks are under 10 grand for the year. For, yeah, I was going to say for the year. There's, and that's before they pay whatever they got to pay. When I was in the minor leagues, I was making like 
600 or 800 bucks every two weeks. And I have to try to live off that, pay rent, everything too. It's like, it was a, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, $600 right every two weeks is, that that's like, if you're looking at a 40-hour work week, you know, 600 bucks for 80 hours of work, and you're working more than 80 hours. But if you factor in travel and games and everything else you have to do, you're looking at seven, seven and a half dollars an hour. Which yeah. is well below minimum for most for most states and not livable. And then most teams, correct me if I'm wrong, most teams still don't provide any kind of housing. No. So now well, you gotta they, find housing. They have to now. Hey, yes. Yeah. But you know what? Do you guys really want that? Mm-mm. Y'all want that? Y'all wanna have a y'all wanna have an apartment complex that's owned by the team to where they can monitor exactly what time you come and go? Correct. Nope. It should just be We're a grown ass man. That's the thing that killed me the most when I was in the minor leagues. I'm a fucking adult and I have curfew and all this shit. Like, come on now. Well, and also too, I think there's a lot to be said, you know, you're, you're there all the time with each other, but now you got to live in the same place too. Like, I don't want to see anybody that much, you know, like sometimes I don't want to see my wife that much. Like, I just want to come downstairs and be by myself. I mean, I don't, uh, the people that I work with essentially, that's not something that I want to do. I don't want to work with these people and then also live right next door to them and spend a hundred percent of my time with the same people. Yeah, you need yeah. a break. Yeah, you absolutely need a break. You need, you need your alone time. You know, you need your, your bathroom time. You, you, you got to poop with six guys in the room. Right. Well, one of I'm the, me. one of the, big con- not I'll say conspiracies but it's not really a conspiracy one of the big theories behind this bill is that it is the start of an attempt by multiple states to try to break MLB's antitrust antitrust exemption which has been talked about for at, uh, literally every single time there's a lockout or a strike but um has nothing's re- ever really been done by it that would be a bigger change to major league baseball than this would be I think by a long shot I mean, there's a lot of moves they can make uh, if they want to remove the antitrust. That's way above my head. Yeah. But they've tried that for 50 years, removing that. Yes. And it's never it worked. Multiple times. Yeah. You know, it's never worked. I, I just wonder why they haven't unionized at the minor league level. Because, you know, and... Maybe it's coming. Maybe it is. You know, I don't know what impact the major league players have on the minor leagues. Um. You know, the Players Association, I don't know if the Players Association should have done more. I have no idea. But, yeah, I mean, to be making the kind of money, you know, the the biggest thing is, like, you know, minor league players will tell you, you know, last year when there was no, like, minor league spring training or whatever, when the spring training was different because of COVID, man, they lost a shitload of money. They get paid. You know, they they make, you know, my my buddy works in, 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 in baseball. He's not a player, but he's on the training staff. And he's like, I make basically my yearly housing allowance in spring training just based off of per diem. It's crazy. Yeah. Especially if you get invited to major league camp, major league camp per diem is way more than minor league camp. It was, it used to be way, way different, but now it's, it's totally different since they passed the CBA before you were getting a shit ton of money, especially on travel day. Ooh, man. You're making some good money, but you're also tipping the guys and all that stuff. So 
it's changed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this is you. I mean, it's it's interesting. I'll be interested to see if this bill gets any kind of traction whatsoever. Again, though, I am kind of scared, as I mentioned before, that California would just say, "All right, well, not California." MLB would just say, "All right, uh, we're just not going to sanction any teams in California," or we strongly advise that teams move their clubs from California, which would be really a smart move in Major League Baseball's eyes. But I think that's most likely what would happen. I apologize. Take care of some food. Some food, some more food. Yeah. But let's transition to baseball talk. Choppy, you already brought some stuff up. There's been some trades. There's been some signings. There's been a whole bunch happening in the last few few days. I hope uh, to God we see something happen while we're doing this show right now. Uh, I've seen nothing. I've been I looking. Know. I know. I've seen nothing. I have it up waiting for it, but I I want to start it off with this. Where do you guys think Freeman goes? In all honesty. I would I would I'm gonna guess the Dodgers. That's just a guess. I don't have any good See, reason I, for that, other than that's the only other team that's been mentioned with him all the time. I think the Padres, because they are already shopping Hosmer. Are they? They got to get Hosmer shopped there. first, though. Yeah, I know, but they're putting it out there. Now, on top of that, though, I don't really, that's not my true pick. I think there's a sleeper team. It's none of the teams that are mentioned. Well, I think the sleeper team is uh, maybe Boston. Yeah, but they've been mentioned. There's a lot of smoke around the Blue Jays, too. Yeah. A lot of smoke around the Blue Jays. Interesting. And I see if he, wherever he goes, the next domino that falls is Rizzo. And I see him going to New York. <clears throat> back I think to New Rizzo York. goes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, New York's really a perfect fit for Rizzo. Yeah. Well, it's certainly Plus, not Atlanta. But that's the thing, too. What if Atlanta actually was the sneaky team and brought Freeman back? What are they like? What are they doing with like? Is he playing third? He could be a DH. Remember, we have that now. Oh, yeah. He's too good to be a DH, though. Yeah, but you could put him and Olsen back and forth, just flip and flop them back and forth. I mean, I mean they gave know, Olsen what an eight-year deal. Yeah, they gave eight for one sixty-eight. Yeah. They only offered Freddie five for one thirty-five. It's and this is this is the part of the problem with me, like with with with, with these teams, like Atlanta. Really, you were going to lose the face of your franchise for three million dollars a year. If you had offered Freddie five for one fifty, he takes it. One hundred percent. And you're going to lose the face of your franchise for three million bucks a year. I mean, they may have looked at it as okay. If he doesn't want that, it's time to move on. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like that's I, a I bit that's, it's three million dollars a year. That's a drop in the hat for these teams. They'll make I that agree. back with just his jersey sales alone. Of from just saying Freddie's back. The oh, they're going to be super hype if he comes. If he came back, yeah. You know, people would go out and buy a if they locked him up, if they announced tomorrow that they locked up Freddie Freeman for an additional I don't know, five years. You know how many people are going out and buying a, a Freeman jersey immediately? Oh, a lot. Oh yeah, it's instant. And then all the Freddie Freeman bobbleheads, the Freddie Freeman World Series bobblehead, the Freddie whatever it is, like those games will sell out instantly. instantly. Yeah, they would. They would they really would. What if you uh, see a team like the Rangers slip and and get him. They don't have a first baseman. Can they afford him? 
Yeah. Any can. team can afford anything. Oh well, yeah. They've got they've I mean, got plenty of money. But also the other thing I think about too is I'm sure the Cubs are trying to bring Rizzo back. They don't get him. Why don't they go after Freeman? I've heard they're going heavy after Schwarber. Cubs. Cubs are? Yep. Huh. Aren't the Cubs being cheap this year though? Mm, I don't know. Did, who'd they, who's the shortstop they picked up? Was it Simmons? Yes. Angleton? Yes. Yeah. Or like four Actually, million. I, I like that. Winchester, Tenfield, Bill Simmons. Blue Jays or Dodgers are both good picks for me, for Freeman. There's been a lot of smoke around the Blue Jays. He is Canadian. He is? Yeah. Like real Canadian or he just kind of was born there? He played for Team Canada, didn't he? I don't know. Mike Piazza played for Team Italy. He's a Canadian-American. He played, he, he was born and raised in California. Um, but both his parents are from Ontario. There's a lot of things right now that I think going on in Canada that I think would, would be hesitant for a lot of people, though. That, gotta, that has to be taken into consideration. So with that said, I kind of agree with Choppy. I think it's going to be the, the Doyers. So about Max Muncy, then? They put him at DH? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't, I don't know. That's not a smart bet. Funny enough, we're going to circle back real quick because this literally just dropped now, the Athletic. Um, just reporting now that a judge ruled minor league players are major league baseball employees throughout the year and are owed damages, including 1.8 million in California alone. It's funny that that just dropped now. Uh, federal judges ruled that ma- that minor league players are considered employees throughout the calendar year and that major league baseball is a joint employer, uh, giving victories to plaintiffs in a class action lawsuit that's set to go to trial in June. Uh, trial set June 1st, but the plaintiffs have already been awarded some damages. Uh, the plaintiffs are uh, entitled to $1,882,650 in penalties in California, and they're owed money in Arizona as well, but that money is yet to be determined. What does that equate to per player? I don't That's know. What, say. what do they get here? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of all that it said right now. But it sets a big, big precedent going forward for what we literally just talked about a little while ago. Oh, it's also, there is also, they're also ruling on Florida as well. Mm. Interesting. And they said, this is huge, huge, because Derek, um, you can kind of, you know, tell us about being a minor leaguer in spring training, everything like that, obviously. But they said that uh, the judge found that plaintiffs performed work during spring training and that travel time on team buses to away games in spring and, in, and during the regular season is compensate is, is comp, uh, concept. I don't fucking say that word um, is considered work by law. So basically anything that you did for your team that was team sanctioned is now considered on the clock. Wow. I mean, like, I don't think, like, a team has to give you, like, does work have to pay for your meals when you're on the road by law? I don't think so. I didn't see, did I say meals? I didn't see, uh, I don't see anything on about meals here. Okay. Um, what I'm seeing here is spring training is considered work. And so, because, correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, but aren't a lot of guys not paid for spring training? Correct. Well, I mean, you get meal money. Right, but it's not. It's not anything crazy. I'm sure MLB would argue that meal money is pay. Yeah, they could. They could. Yeah. But it is 
anything that you do during spring training is considered work and any travel that is commissioned by the team is considered work. So bus trips, plane flights. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like, you know, if you go on a, if a company sends you on a business trip, they're supposed to pay for your meals, I guess. But what about when you drive yourself? Huh? You get paid for gas. In baseball, in baseball games, we get, you travel, you can drive your own car. Yeah, but you get, you got you get a stipend for gas, whatever the mileage is. Oh, we didn't, gas we didn't get anything like that. People. Well, could you, I guess baseball could argue that if they provide transportation and you choose to take your own vehicle, then you are waiving any whatever. I could see them arguing that. Yeah. If they say, we, we provide trans- transportation for you, if you choose to not take that transportation, you forfeit and you must get, you get pay your own way there. But like, Choppy's right. Like, when I'm driving for work or traveling for work, I get paid for that time that I'm traveling. From start to finish, if it's if it's a work related trip. Well, okay. Could you have the argument of you driving to work? Uh, that no. So commuting is different. There's different yeah. laws in terms of commuting. Okay. Um, but yeah. there, throwing it out there. That's all. But there is, for me at least, the way it works, and the way it works for most people. Uh, Craig, well, Dyer, you work from home now, but Choppy, I'm sure you travel a fair amount for work. Is if yeah, I does. It's a far drive. If, if I am going somewhere on work business outside of to the office, that is considered on the clock pay for me. So like if I'm at work and I have to go to a client's house, I get paid for that drive to the client's house. Yeah. You get and I get paid 50, for the mileage. 50 cents yeah, whatever mile it is. Or whatever it is. Plus and, my and, hourly or salary, yeah. whatever. But here's the kick. Here's the weird thing with that. So let's say I have to do a, I have to be, at a place that's three miles from the radio station. Okay. Now, three miles from the radio station is still 35 miles from me. I only get credit for driving three miles. Yeah, that's how it is for me, too. It's only the distance from your main place of work. Likewise, if there was a place two minutes from me, I would get credit for 35 miles. That's how far it is my office. That's that's kind of the crazy thing. Yes. Well, they have to. It's the same thing for me. If I fly wherever after the season ends, my flight or sorry, I should say if my drive, they calculate from where I'm at, from the stadium to that. And that's what my gas mileage is rather than where I stayed or whatever. So it makes sense. They're always going to have that as the starting point of where it is and where you're going. But this yeah. would come into play because, Derek, how long... How how much time do these guys spend on buses in spring training? It depends. That's the thing. If you are playing in Florida, you could spend, I mean, you could have a three-hour, four-hour, stay-the-night somewhere type of trip. So hotel's obviously paid for. That's paid yes. for by the team already. Yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, you could have, you, it's, it's so unpredictable. Now, Arizona, the farthest trip you make is pretty much 40 minutes. Yeah, they're all really clustered together which is good that's how it should be to be honest it's it's so much better well the big thing too that's coming from this if i'm reading it correctly is that this also this also accounts for bus trips during the season that they're saying that that is considered work if if we're talking like minor leagues like yes you know a trip i had was from spokane to boise idaho technically you are working 16 hours yes technically you are working for that time period Oh wow! Okay, um, so it it seems like 
it seems like the law is kind of muddy when it comes to per diem. Technically, per diem is not required in any case. But employers must reimburse travel expenses in some way if they fall below federal minimum wage. That's interesting. But I guess what they're saying, Derek, is like your 16-hour bus ride, you are technically for the entire 16-hour bus ride still an employee of that team. I get that, but I mean, I'm not going to argue money coming my way, but at the end of the day, like that's part of the that's part of being with that team. Like they're they're paying for your trip. Right, but they're saying like in the same way that like so if you take like my example, right? So like when I when I went to DC for for, for the Jesus oh chopping. Oh my god. Oh my god. I thought he farted. No, oh that, my god. That was a that that was a uh He has no idea. Clear. He has no. no idea that we heard that. We're just gonna pretend we did, and when he comes back, we're just gonna Derek's just gonna make a random elephant sound. We'll see what happens. For those of you that can't see what's going on right now, Choppy just had a marching band walk through his kitchen. It literally looked that way, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That was incredibly loud. So how it works for me, like when I went to D.C., it's about three hours from me. Three and a half, yeah, about, well, I went to Annapolis, so it's about three and a half hour drive. I clocked on before I left. So when I got to my job, I clocked on or I started my time clock. When I arrived at my desk at the when I arrived at the destination, I clocked off. So for that time I was in the car from point A to point B, I got paid for that because it was a work trip because work because I was going there for work. I did not get paid for sleeping time, but the hotel was provided in my case. But all the travel I did for that for that trip and all my expenses and everything like that was tracked and then I was compensated and paid for for that. Sure. Welcome back, Chop. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Welcome. Glad that uh you figured out the mute button. You were uh well, your, mar your marching band too late though. Yeah, did your trombone instructor <laughs> decide to stop by tonight? Ah. That was that was amazing. I thought you shit yourself. No. It was no. so loud. Well, I did it right by the microphone by accident. What was your longest road trip in the minors then? Was it a 16 hours? 16 hours. One way? Yep. It took up our whole day off. I just don't know. Can minor league teams... I don't fly. know how you would structure this pay. Because it, would it become cheaper for them just to fly then? For some of these longer trips? Yeah. Instead of paying, I mean, you get uh, well when you get higher up, you get sleeper buses. I know that a lot of AAA is sleeper bus and a regular bus, right? But like, if it's a sixteen hour, if it's a sixteen hour drive, and I'm paying you now an hourly for that, an hourly rate, whatever it is, every single time, I don't think that's gonna last. It's something's gonna be something's gonna happen. It's gonna change. There's no way that's gonna continue. I don't know. I, I, it's just a big ruling that it happened today, funnily enough, as we're discussing. Mm -hmm. No, uh, I know. It's, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, wild. 
But uh, let's get back to what we were talking about before. Freeman obviously still not signed. Um, friend of the podcast and friend of all of ours, Carlos Rodon, signed with the Giants two years, $44 million with an opt-out after the first year, if and only if he throws 110 innings or more. Thoughts they, on this, guys? Do they, do they fudge that, Derek? Uh, hold up. Turn your mic up a little bit. You're back to quiet. And did they fudge that? Uh, what do you mean? That? That, that that's better? perfect. That's yeah. good. All right. Like, in what um, way do you mean did they fudge that? Like, do they, will they keep him out on purpose? No. Um, no, because if they do, he's going to say something. Any athlete would say something. Um, but with that being said, though, any sort of thing they can take advantage of. Now, granted, what they did on me that I, I tried to call him out for it because it was bullshit. Because I, the way I looked at it, and people don't understand, they try to tell me, you know, I was being ungrateful or whatever. They were trying to just make me look like I was a bad guy when I had been hurt three years in a row with Texas. I signed with the White Sox uh, after 16, <clears throat> first healthy year. Then I went to uh, San Francisco the next year, had a good year, healthy year. Next year, I was going for my third straight year. I'm getting my shit kicked in. I, I was getting hit bad. Like, I get it. I'm not afraid to admit it. And all of a sudden, they approached me, and I had... So what happened was, in spring training, we were doing these bunning drills, and one of the coaches decided to be a funny guy or whatever and was throwing stuff out in front of us while balls are coming just to try to distract us, and I ended up taking one straight off the finger. Like, didn't catch bat, just solid finger, whatever. Ooh. But I was fine. I could still throw. Everything was fine. Like, not a big deal. Well, since I was getting hit around so much during the season, they tried to use that because I had gotten an MRI on it to see if anything was wrong. So since they had the MRI, they could say, well, it was damaged or whatever. So that's why we made sure he missed time. Even though they t like literally told me they were going to put me on the Phantom DL and I was not happy about it. I was pissed. I even said it when I was in the trainer in the office with them and everything. And then... What set it off is like, I was okay with it. You know, at that point, I was like, fine, whatever. I, if I want to stay here, I'm going to have to just take this. Well, I came back and made a start after that 10 days off. And it was against Colorado in a fucking snowstorm. And I, again, got my shit kicked in. It was terrible place. There were terrible conditions to pitch. No excuse. I still got hit, hit around. Next thing I know, I come in and the media is talking to me. And this is why I hate when this happens too. The media told me, that I was going to the bullpen without me even knowing, like I didn't get to hear it from Bochi or any of those guys. So that pissed me off. And I just, I said, fuck it. I don't care. I was like, well, that's such bullshit. You know, that they're going to do this to me after I had to take a fake injury for him. And then that stirred the pot and everything got things going. So they will find ways. They will definitely find ways. There's no doubt about it. It's if you are whatever, you, you know, they want to keep you, but you might be struggling a little bit. They'll, try to work you into a phantom DL. And then that's why I'm saying they have complete control. They can do, if they have an, if, for instance, I'm going to use something that Carlos has had happen to him before. If his shoulder starts to bother him, they will get the MRI and now they have their alibi to where they can just sit here and be like, all right, we're going to miss time because of this. And that's where I could see what you're saying. Could they limit his innings? That would be the only way. But he has to show signs to where they have to go out there and he has to, you know, go get the MRI or all that stuff. Gotcha. 
but he threw 132 last year. Um, obviously, 2020, he only threw seven innings. 2019, he threw 34, so two big injury years. And then 2018, he threw 120. So there's also the track record there of just, I guess, just prove, I guess Derek just said, prove you're healthy, prove you can stay healthy. 110 innings if you're healthy is, is that's standard. It's a little over four and a half innings yeah. per appearance if you go by his 24 games last year. I think he has an easy chance of doing it. After what he just did, he went from literally whatever it was, 50, 30 innings, whatever, <clears throat> and then jumped straight to 130. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, the main thing, though, at the end of the day, like I can say the Giants have one of the best training staffs I've ever been a part of. I haven't really been with a bad training staff to begin with, but the shoulder program that they had for me was by far the best one. I still, to this day, I use it quite a bit. Um, bits and pieces. I wonder how to try to... Gabe there. Kapler? I wonder mm. if it's changed at all because, you know, that he, he probably brought a lot of the Dodger stuff with him. No rice, no... Uh... No yeah, but their training staff, he's not going to, I mean, you're not going to mess with the training staff. You're going to let them do peel the thing. His, uh, doesn't he peel his chicken nuggets? He peels his chicken nuggets, yeah. yeah. No, but like he, you know, cool. when he was with, uh, <laughs> I'm not serious. Yeah, when he was with the Dodgers, like he, like he changed up so much of their training staff. I, I mean, I get it, but it's, there. no, you're, he's going to do, he, he's going to, he's in a good place, a good, yeah. good place to be. The only thing is I'm curious is like, because that's an analytic team. If Carlos is getting hit around or whatever, like how quick, how, what's the leash going to be like? I mean, that park's like perfect for him though. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I mean, only they still had center field, but yeah. yeah. I mean, even, but even without, even with them bringing center field in that ballpark still huge. Well, yeah. it's right center too. That's the big part, right? Yeah. That's yeah. triples alley. Yeah. But I, I think, I think it's a good deal. I'm ha I am super happy for him. It's well-deserved after a year he just had what he's overcome. I think it's really cool, too, that he has that, after you told me, the opt-out. That is something that he can really take advantage of because if he goes and pitches anything close to what he did last year, he will opt out, and he will, will get paid. A nine-figure salary? Yes. He, yeah. will get some, he will get some cash. Well, even if Wait, he, nine figure, nine figure, a hundo over like five, over like five, six. He's being paid 22 million this year. Yeah, but he's okay, next so hold on. Okay. So how old is he this year? Uh, Carlos is, is he 28, 29. He is 29. Okay. He's 29. Yeah. So he'll be 30. He, he could still five. get, yeah, he could yeah, get five, five for five years at, at five years are 25. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. he can do it. Yeah, that's, 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 doable that's, that's yeah for him. and i think he i think he'll he'll pull that and that's the thing that i just again i want him to be successful i love that guy to death great great dude great teammate but man just get out there and do any just anything close to what you did this past year and you are fucking on your way oh yeah i mean even if even like a i could see him at 30 yeah five six year deal and if he, like you said, like if he does what he did last year, that's, I can easily see 100, 110, maybe 115 on the table from certain teams. If yeah. Not more. So like definitely, definitely doable. Um, he did switch his number um, in a very, what I think is very good move by Carlos. 55 obviously is a number near and dear to San Francisco Giants fans hearts. 
big time Timmy Jim's number is not to be touched, apparently. Uh, and I, I respect that. He has gone back to, I believe it's 16. Which was one of his original numbers. Yeah, I was wondering about that. So that's, that's good to know. Do you think they should retire that number, Derek? <clears throat> Which one? 16? 55. Oh, 55? The yeah. Giants. Yeah. Timmy? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very respectable move from Carlos. Yes. Because I figured, I mean, obviously you well, want your not given number. Well, they're not allowed to have it. That's a good question. I don't know. They probably tried to hold off on it. Like some of these teams probably have like, you know, un- non-retired, retired numbers. <laughs> yeah, but okay. The Rangers didn't do that with Pudge. David Murphy, Delano DeShields. I don't know who else was seven. That's interesting too. Well, because like Pudge was just as revered as Linsingham was in San Fran. Oh, yeah. If not more well, so. I mean, That's like, nice. yes, but like the fan base is not as rabid, I don't think. Is true, there? true. Like, so you think Lincecum's number should just be a team retired at this point, then, Derek? Yeah, for the he, Giants. He, he's, yeah. he's been out of the league for what, two, three years? Longer? Probably longer than that. You're going to ask guys not to have the number, just retire it. I don't understand why yeah. it has to be this, this weird, unreal process. Yeah. The other thing, too, that's crazy, it's crazy, like, with numbers being retired, the Yankees got to slow down on retiring numbers. It's not going to be a number <laughs> left. Yeah, Paul O'Neill yeah. coming up. I, I'm serious. Like, go to, when you go to Yankee Stadium, Terps, you know, everybody, if you have yeah. been there, been there's numbers times. all over that wall. Like, I know. yeah. When I mean, I the only kid, thing that. When I was a kid, it was like 16. That was like 20 something. Yeah. It's, is Jeter up there already? Yeah, I was at his number retirement day. I mean, nobody's going to be able to be a single digit here soon. There, no, nobody is. There is none. They're all gone, right? Yeah. So uh, the, so. let's see here. Hold well, on. I, I want to, while, while Terps is doing this, this kills me every time. Number two should not be retired. He was Swiss cheese on defense. Okay. Thoughts I'm on a, that? I'm going to address this real quick. Good. I'm going to address this real quick because I'm a Mets fan and, you know, us and the Yankees don't get along. Yeah, Jeter was, in my opinion, an overrated um, infielder. That does not mean his number does not deserve to be retired, though. Because I think he brought more to the game. He was a good infielder. Don't get me wrong. He was a good infielder. I don't think that he was as good as he is portrayed by some people now in terms of his fielding prowess. His clutch factor through the roof, his team factor through the roof, his presence through the roof, the way he played the game insane. I think that his number 100% deserves to be retired. Regardless, He did not have great range, but if you look, I mean, he like, if there was a ball that was, that was, that he was able to get to, he also didn't make a, a ton of errors. Like he was, right. he was very good at that. He's very sound. Yeah. He just didn't, he just didn't have great range. Second of all, and this is more importantly, nobody gives a fuck about your defense. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Okay. Unless it it's, unless it's really come. bad. Unless you're, it's you're like getting, you're getting maybe five chances a game, four chances a game. He had a uh, career 976 fielding percentage. 
Yeah, so he like he didn't he didn't get to a lot of balls. The ones he got to, he gobbled. He gobbled those up. But nobody cares about your defense. Omar Vizquel is a hands down top three defensive shortstop ever. He will not sniff uh, his number retired, and he will not sniff the Hall of Fame, and nor should he, because the most important part of the game he wasn't very good at. That's hitting. Okay. That's why Ozzy shouldn't this? be in the Hall of Fame either. The Okay. He's in the Hall of Fame because he did a backflip. Cool. Wow. Awesome. So Jeter <laughs> over Jeter over his 20 seasons in Major League Baseball um, had 254 errors, uh, which would be pretty much 10, 10 and yeah. a half a year. Yeah, roughly. Which isn't errors. egregious. Definitely no, not bad. You know, it, it, it's no. one every 16 games. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'll I'll take that. So uh, like they also put A Rod was better than Jeter as a Yankee. I mean, he was a A-Rod. better overall player. Yeah. I don't think but he did more as, for the Yankees Yankee. though. Yeah. A Rod's best years were in Texas and Seattle. Well, yeah. the thing the thing too to remember is what Jeter brought to the game and to the Yankees. Other than just, if you just look at his fielding, which is silly, as Choppy said, how like I, I grew up in the tri-state area, obviously, and the amount of kids who would practice the Jeter throw, the Jeter throw and Kobe were like the two things that everybody did. Well, it was, well, over let's go here, a little bit farther back. Let's let's go with Michael Jordan, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget about him. Everybody oh, wants yeah. to be like Mike. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, he was be- he was yeah. before Jeter, though. He's sixth all time yeah. in hits. Yeah, the sixth most hits ever. I mean, like, come on. We're not going to retire that number? Yeah, that, that's... Hey. Numbers 1 through 10 are retired for the Yankees, yep. by the way. <clears throat> 1 through 10, 15, 16, 20, 23, 32, 40, 37, 42, 44, 46, 49, 51. Well, I know if I ever went there, at least I'd be able to get my number, 45. Yeah, it's still available. It's still available. Reggie's 44. <clears throat> 46 is Pettit. 46 is Pettit. Well, you might have a little bit of difficulty with that, though, because uh, uh, isn't Garrett Cole 45? Garrett Cole wears that one now. Ooh. Well, it doesn't matter. We don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Damn. And you can't wear number nine. You can't add them together. That's Maris. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Nine's out of the question, too. 49 Which one? Yeah, 49's gone. Gidry. Damn. It's almost I guess. God, yeah, you, you would think. Um, 94. 94? Yeah, <laughs> Flip them around. So while, we, yeah, while we're on the subject of the Yankees, Chopsy, do you want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the monster trade that went down a few days ago, sending the Kraken off? Into the sunset. Um, uh, as a I didn't get it. I didn't understand dirt, uh, it. Oh, sorry. What's I was up? getting ready to say that these guys, the guy asked if Mantle was the one that wore 61. Mantle was number seven. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry. The uh, trade. Yeah, the trade. Uh, Mantle was also number six uh, or a nine a lot of times, from what I'm told, from the stories I hear. <laughs> um, I'm not sure which one it was. Um, they have worn a couple of those numbers. Uh, he did start his crew at number six. Mantle did. Fun fact. Uh, 
fun fact. Uh, I, I didn't understand the trade. Um, uh, then again, when I, when I, when I saw the trade, they, they, you know, they traded Gary Sanchez and, and Gio or the twins. Um, I didn't understand. It's like, why would you trade away a young catcher who's a, who's been an all-star and a guy in Urshela who's been a really good defensive player for you at third base, able to move to short and can hit. And then I, I was like, wait a second. I didn't realize Gary Sanchez is pushing 30 years old, which means he's a catcher for about another week. And he's not a good catcher to begin with. No. Um, I still don't like it. Because Urshela is is better than Kiner Falefa, I think, especially offensively. And the upside of Sanchez, even though he's not going to be able to catch long term, at 29 is better than Donaldson at 36. And, I mean, I haven't heard anything yet, but, I mean, has has Garrett Cole gone high and tight on him in an inter-squad game yet? Because those two hate each other. They put out a publicity statement saying that everything's good and we kissed and made up. Yeah, I bet you they did. But I bet you they did. What's the history yeah. on that? They just the hate each other because of the sticky stuff. Yeah. Donaldson called him out by name pretty pretty aggressively. Hmm. Uh somebody Cage Master wrote uh Kiner Falifa had 172 hits last year. Need a guy like that. Yeah, I mean he's a different kind of player. You know, he's he's a gold glover. He reminds uh, me of Michael Young. He does, a lo- very much so. Uh, he's a gold glover. He's a good player. You know, Rochelle's got more pop. You know, he'll hit you some home runs. Uh, and he's a good defensive player as well. He's just slow. Kind of bluff has got a little bit more speed. So there are different kinds of guys. Isaiah, I think, is your more traditional, even though he's not really a shortstop by trade, he's a more traditional middle infielder than Gio is, who's a traditional third baseman. Mm, yeah. I could see that. I, I I was definitely puzzled by the move. Uh as as well. I mean why not well never mind, you got Stanton at DH. Um yeah, I I don't know. I didn't see I guess it's an even trade. I don't know. I don't know how to really look at it. I don't know. I know the twins are kind of doing some things. Uh I'm wondering if that was just a clear maybe for the payroll to get somebody like Freeman or Rizzo or try to get a couple. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, it didn't make sense to me. Was the Yankees taking on the entirety of Donaldson's contract for the next two years as well? They took on fifty million. Yeah, and they took on all fifty million too. It wasn't like they took on, you know, there. It was here. We're taking all of this. Plus, you get who will be a good DH and a good a good middle infielder. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll take your fifty million too. Like we'll pay. We'll we'll eat that. Like Minnesota's better today than they were a couple weeks, two days ago. Um, you know, they got a good, they got a good infielder. They got a, they got a catcher, uh, even though he can't, couldn't catch worth a lick. Like you know, they they here's the problem. He didn't even catch Garrett Cole starts. Garrett's like, I don't want him catching me. They yeah, had Kyle, Kyle Higashioka or whatever, who's a good catcher. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's he a good was. catcher. Yeah, yeah he he's he's a good defensive catcher, but. You know, he's not going to hit anything, really. The Yankees are going to go back. To, I mean, they had, they had a unique advantage. This is one thing I didn't understand because they're an analytic team. Having an offensive-minded catcher is a very unique advantage in, mm-hmm. in today's baseball. There's not a whole lot of them out there. Um, it, 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 it's, it's Mitch Garver? Yeah, 
He's one of them. Um, but like, if you can hit, like, how bad of a how bad of a defensive catcher do you have to be that you rake in college and you don't get a real shot in the pros? Like, you've got to be a bad defensive catcher because they're desperate for guys. That position's dying. Just look around the league. I mean, there's barely any like you know, the catcher position is not what it used to be. Um, and and now they got rid of one that could bop you thirty home runs. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess Posey was one of your last big big ones, wasn't he? JT, JT's fantastic. Yeah, Muto, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it just it it, it sat kind of weird with me. Um, it. Granted, I think Gary Sanchez needed to get out of New York. I thought he was terrible. I loved watching him because how bad he was, to be honest, at times. But no one can deny that when he hit the ball, he fucking hits the fucking ball. It does. Mm. That ball mm-hmm. goes into orbit when he hits it. Like that's, Yeah, I know, that's I know not that a debate. Yeah. And and yeah. and I will say it has nothing to do with the Yankees Park dimensions either. He he crushes that baseball. Oh, he did it in San Francisco. You could look it up. Yeah. yeah. That um, bitch was like almost to the top of the left field uh section bleachers by the, uh, oh, he, the mitt yeah it was it probably would have went in the mitt so doesn't it make sense then to think that it's probably going to be the case that the twins are going to have sanchez at dh they don't have a catcher anymore uh, yeah, yeah. They, they traded garber the day before uh that's right i forgot about garber it would make sense dyer you're correct it's yeah. gonna be interesting. I, th- I think the deal would have made more sense for for New York, if, like, or just in general, like if if they if the Yankees had traded Sanchez for Donaldson and took on Donaldson's money, like I think that deal would have made sense for both sides. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think you're getting a little bit worse from Marcella to IKF. But I don't know. He's got that boring. Like Isaiah's got. I, I listened. To, I saw an interview with him today. He's got that boring kind of jeter mentality to him where he says absolutely nothing but it takes him 20 minutes to say it you know like that very stoic boring you know interview style maybe it'll, maybe they'll eat it up there maybe they'll love it who knows yeah but that also effectively put the yankees out of the running for both story and correa most likely i think so but i think they were out of it anyway i think they are using isaiah as a, as a year stop gap until they get that Anthony a young Volpe, kid yeah be whatever they're gonna I think they're going to make a trade. There's still there's still something yeah. that they're going to do. They're still on Freeman, I'm seeing right now. Well, then the trade would be Voight. Yeah. Yeah, but you, okay, you trade Voight and you pick up Rizzo and then you pick up whatever you're trying to trade for. Yeah. Like a Manaya, Montas. Since Oakland's dumping, that's... Yeah, they are. That's the thing. God, I feel I like I hate that organization. They're going to, and then you know what? Chapman might be gone too soon. Well, really? That's I'm, I'm dude. They're they are full fire sale right now. They're dumping oh. everything. Oh yeah. Oh, you Man. were you thinking uh, I Chapman? Think Rolls? Rolls? Chapman. I was like, yeah, that's what I, no, I, he's talking Chapman the hitter. All right, Chapman the hitter. That's my well. I was <laughs> talking about Oakland. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know. I, I think I, there's. Yeah, I, I think. That's actually a pretty good pick right there. Joey uh, threw out Chapman going to Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Philly needs, yeah. Philly needs another bat. They do. Badly. That team's been kind of floundering. El- they're they're going to leave Elvis there. I don't see him yeah. going anywhere. 
Like just looking at Oakland's roster, they're going to dump quite a bit. I hate that organization, dude. You know, the Reds pissed me off, too. Did you see the Reds thing today? Okay, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Gonna, I want to before you even start explaining that. I want to say this because that does. That fires me up. You want to talk about how we we brought up before owners not going out there and spending the money, all that stuff. Here's a team that was literally pretty much in the playoffs and they don't they're like one one or two pieces away from being something big. Yeah. And all of a sudden they just said fuck it and just got rid of everything yeah why I, I i don't know uh but they you know they made a, they made a trade with seattle with seattle who's got a good little roster now yeah and they had a good they had a good roster before now it's really nice but ken griffey jr is the sixth highest paid cincinnati red no 3.5 or 3.7 or something like that 3.8 yeah, so he's the sixth highest paid red yes he has not played since 2008 for the cincinnati reds no i know and that is that is embarrassing. One hundred percent. It's embarrassing for the sport. It's embarrassing for the owner of the Reds. Sell the team. Not anymore. Whoever it is. Sell the, Sell the fucking team. team. Sell the team. You don't you know, care for the. As a person from Ohio, I want to see both Ohio teams be good, be successful. This one is just flat out fucking embarrassing. Like this is home for me, and I got to sit here and watch. You unload a team that was literally a couple spots away from being something special. You don't care to win. You don't care about your fan base. You you need to just say goodbye. Get out of baseball. Let somebody be a part of it that wants to win, that wants to to be a part of the game. This sucks. There, there, yeah, there are small market teams that can win. It, you know, you gotta you gotta try. You know, you gotta try. It's 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 not even it's not even funny. It really, it's a hundred percent. And he gets paid through 2024, by the way, 3.59 million every year through 2024. And all I that owner you, did by deferring that salary was give himself a built-in excuse of why he can't spend more money. Well, you know, we're still paying Gangrivy Jr. I mean, the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, but Steve Cohen doesn't give a fuck. No, Steve he don't Cohen, give a shit. Steve Cohen might just pay Bobby Bo out. He might just buy him out tomorrow. Just get off my books. No, he was joking about. Um, he said this last year about he wants to explore, um, making Bobby Bonilla Day like an like a full time like event at the Mets Park, at City Field. Like he want he was talking about he wants to do bobbleheads and shirts. He wants to capitalize on that, which is just good smart. idea. Good smart. idea. That's the other funny thing when people are talking about like the CBT and everything. Just to talk about Cohen real quick, um, like. Can they, can, can, see, that's another problem with baseball. So I'm sorry, terms. That's hey, go problem. for it. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. All right. They come up with this stupid fucking term, the CBT. Y'all, I mean, do y'all know what CBT is? Go on Pornhub and put it in. See what it is. <laughs> Circular breast titties. No, it's like cock Circus and balls big tits. or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, could they have picked a worse fucking name? Hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> true. Here's my question, though. Am I degenerate? I'm degenerate. I am. I mean, um, we all are degenerates. So like, Dyer's pretty quiet. I think he's looking it up right now. Of course he is. <laughs> that is slow ass internet. He's going to get like grainy get 16 eventually. bit. It's going to be a giant pause with some girl's heel shoved between a dude's onion bag. <laughs> 
onion bag. That's pretty good. But the real question is, do you think the Guggenheim Group and Steve Cohen really give a shit about an extra $60 million I have to pay? No. Dude, they're playing sh- to win. No, also, Steve Cohen makes that in a week, if that. It but might be a few still, days it, for him. It doesn't matter. He's still, no, I know. Like, that, see, to me, that's awesome. Mets owner, fuck, he's in. He wants to win. Like, he is all about it. Let's go. You know what scares me, though? When, like, a real billionaire... What I mean by real billionaire, I'm talking like the ones with three with two zeros after their number get invested in baseball teams that everyone's fucked. Like if you, yeah, if like the guy if who actually wants to spend decided to build to buy the Oakland A's, if Bezos oh, they decided to buy, they would spend. They would win in what five years? Yeah. If he actually spent money on it. Elon Musk, you know, one of like, why why don't they? Because they they don't care. They don't care. They're not. Yeah, they may not be sports fans. They may not well, care. I think they're also just so focused on their own business venture. Like Amazon's trying to take over the world and Elon's trying to go to war with Russia by himself. So like, I don't think they care. We all love Elon Musk. So do I. <laughs> but like, you're right. Like, what if like, what, what if, what if Gates, uh, what if like, you know, some of these big oil tycoons in South America wanted to buy a team? What if some of these big European tycoons wanted to buy a team and like, or, or, or someone from, you know, Dubai from the Middle East, one of the, one of the oil um of oil royalty over there they could throw they could buy the yankees and not flinch at the cost it would be for them oh i know and 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 you know like the yankees and the cowboys are valued at like five billion they would sell for 10 billion easy oh and these guys they would buy that with their lunch money some of these guys yeah it's really nuts and like you know but that's what's gonna take like steve cohen you know, he's worth like 15, 16 billion. Officially. Yeah. I'll bet you he's worth more than that. You're probably right. I'll bet you he might be worth close to, you know, another 50% more minimum. Yeah, he's definitely got a house with like gargoyles on the side. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, when they asked him about the CBT, he literally laughed. He laughed. He was like, I don't care. We'll go over it. It's not going to punish me. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not going to dissuade him from spending what he wants to spend. Same thing with the Dodgers. Guggenheim group could care less. They'll spend. Because I know they'll make that money up. Yeah. That's winning. never really been that big of a deterrent for the, the top five teams in the no. league. Which is funny because that's why they race because we want to deter runaway spending. Well, the runaway spenders don't care. Right. It's a deterrent to... for the Yankees, those cheap asses. <laughs> Man, the Steinbrenner family... George is rolling over in his grave with that, 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 those, uh, that, that, uh, and his sons or son now. I guess Hank passed away. Yeah. But he's like, I mean, you know, Hal didn't spend money. Hal's a businessman. It's like, come on, dude. Start winning again. Yeah. Uh, of course, the other big trade that we spoke about a little bit earlier was uh, Olsen going to the Braves, which I think, in my opinion, rules out. Freeman returning. Um, I could be wrong with that, but I, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's gone. I don't think they're bringing him back. I think that. Basically, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if he could go back. It could be like the DH or whatever. You know, it's. I'm with Choppy on this. I think it was nothing, absolutely nothing against Matt Olson. He's a great dude. I've talked to him a few times. I have nothing against him. But f- as 
Chop said, Freeman was the face of your franchise. And you yep. let him go. Yep, you let him go for probably $3 million a year. Yep. Some other interesting ones. Uh, this happened a few days ago. Um, most of these guys happened a few days ago now. But uh, Nelson Cruz of the Nationals getting paid that DH money. Um, good, I think good pickup for them personally. How old mm-hmm. is he? When is he going to start falling off? 42, I think. His bat hasn't fallen off. That's what I'm talking about. He's on some kind of program. He's on the Tom Brady program. I, I think it. he, he got paid, keeps... too. Four, four, yeah. I think it was one year, $14 million via DH. I mean, shit, he's, he's 41. Okay, sorry. He's 41. He'll probably be 42 at some point during this season. Mm. Uh, also, uh, Kikuchi, not going where I saw him going. Um, I'm sure he's going back home. Or he, en- he ends up in Toronto three years, $36 million. <laughs> Wait, how much was it? Three years at thir- three years thirty six. That's good. I mean, good for him. I think uh, a big factor of him playing in Toronto helps with the uh, Japanese fan base. Yeah. Um, fan base in Toronto. Yeah, they they. Yes, yes, they do. I just feel like if uh, most Japanese players, for the most part, go to obviously the major market teams, you know, Boston, New York, um, or else it's West Coast. For obvious reasons, it's easier for them to let their their fan base back home be able to see their games. Yeah. Oh, and true. yes, there somebody wrote yes. There's a huge Asian community in in Toronto. Hasn't anybody seen Turning Red? I've not. <laughs> That's the new Pixar movie. Nobody else has kids. And whenever everybody's had. I mean, Pixar's. No, I, I I I want to actually see it. So it, yeah, you're, yeah well, don't that. waste your time. Oh, oh, well, then never mind. Bad Pixar movie. (laughs) Uh, Going in line with Oakland unloading, uh, they trade Chris Bassett to the Mets, which I think is a huge pickup for the Mets, and the Mets won that trade, in my opinion, as well. Um, I mean, they're they're loading up on prospects, though. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. To be honest, I think they're doing it the right way that the Rangers did not going into a new stadium. If... Oakland's getting a new stadium or whatever. They are, and they are going to do it the right way, and the Rangers did, and the Rangers decided to start their rebuild two years too late. Yep. That was the one thing I will say. What Oakland's doing is, it's smart. They do that every it five sucks. years. I know. Years. It's, it sucks, but, yeah, but they always find a way, though. They're always, always a contender in yeah. that division. They are. Pitching yeah. is huge. They, yeah. they are fantastic at getting pitchers. They recognize that... Um. You know, they operate the same way the Patriots do for years with the draft. Um, you know, they're, they don't look at – they operate in volume. Yeah. They, they understand that it's a, you know, it's a crapshoot, and they just want vo- – they want volume, the amount – the high amount of players. And they're going to – they'll hit on a few of them. And that's all it takes. And then you trade them away, and you get a, you know, you get a bunch of other ones. And, you know, let's just say whoever they got for Matt Olson, maybe one of those players turns into something good. And both uh, prospects sent from the Mets were highly rated pitching prospects as well. See, they went after pitching. The Mets have uh, replaced um, the Mets have replaced Marcus Stroman and Noah Syndergaard with Chris Bassett and Max Scherzer. 
Terps is doing cartwheels. I am. I was going to say, I would, <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat too. Uh, well, you got your wish potentially. Wait, Rizzo to the Yankees? Yes. It looks like un unconfirmed reports just because um, one particular person reported it and I don't believe him, but it's, it's starting it's to come going through with other through, people. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's coming yeah. through my stream. Rizzo is going back to the Yankees. That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense for him. It makes sense for the team. They need a lefty that's, bat. He's a good player. Yeah, that's a huge pickup. I, I always thought he fit that Twitter. team, too. That's kind of a no-brainer. He does really seem to fit in with that culture in the city. They've, and they haven't had they haven't had a ton of good Italian players for a while there. The Yankees always need that. New York needs that. He's, he is 100% a fucking phenomenal clubhouse guy. Yes. He is going to help that clubhouse so much. It's going to be amazing. Like... I actually, I am now just because of that pickup. I see the Yankees winning that division. He that that clubhouse for those for reasons. Twenty five years has been boring and sterile. Yeah. Well, it's it's the typical. Uh, oh shit! I did the wrong thing. Gosh dang it! It's the typical. Uh, to me, it's the typical. They don't. They don't want to have fun. The fun yeah. police. It's. it's He's it, going to change that. You don't have fun at work. Correct. You work at work. He's going to have a different motto. The dude's going to have an unbelievable, yeah, to me, unbelievable time there and, and year. Um, Donaldson will do the same thing. He'll change it up a little bit, too. Yes. Yeah. Donaldson's going to push you in the right way, which is going to be awesome. I'm very excited to, to see all that. I'm very, that. That's an awesome. Congratulations to the Yankees. That's huge. I think that, in some ways, that's a big first baseman domino to fall. You got to think Freeman's down to two teams at this point then. Yeah. And it's definitely, I think it's, uh, it's definitely going to go. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo back to the, uh, it's definitely going to go to the Dodgers. Now I don't see, I don't see Boston getting him. It's either, he's going to go West coast. It's home for him, isn't it? Well, kind of one of West his coast? homes. Yeah. The Doyers, the Doyers for Freeman. Yeah. I mean, he's a Cali kid could be. Yeah. So I mean, there, there, there's your. There's does your it say how much he's signed for? It doesn't say yet. Okay. It doesn't say yet. It, it's got to be multiple years, though. He's still. You want to lock? Text him. I'll see if he answers. Oh, you're gonna get a breaking. Uh, try to break news that way. You're gonna beat. No, I'm not gonna there? get. I'm not gonna get his money or any of that. I'm just saying, congrats. Uh, continuing on, of course, Derek got his wish here. Uh, we got some fun breaking news. White Sox making a big. Acquisition, Joe Kelly, two-year, $17 million with the White Sox. Good pickup. Good, good pickup for them. Um, let's see, who else are we missing? Mitch Garver to the Rangers. I think um, it's a good pickup for them. I mean, they they, I mean, they do have a catcher, you know, Jose Trevino, but, um, you know, Garver can hit, you know, pretty well. So that'll, that'll, that'll add you. Plus, you, you really need two guys. The, the gone are the days of catching 150 games a year, right? You know, you really need two, uh, you know, two backstops there. That's a lot of wear and tear on your body to catch that much. You're yeah. right. You really do I, need two guys. Yeah. And kind of left, I know, was kind of upset. I don't want to say he was going to be a problem upset, but he was like, you know, when they signed Seeger, he was like, guys, my position, you know. Um, and then Simeon, and they, you know, I, I don't know who they were going to, you know, third base, what they were going to do at third, but. Uh, you know, he was going to move there. And I think the thought when they moved him was that they were doing that, you know, to make room for story 
if they wanted to sign him and move him to third or move Seager to third, but I don't see Trevor leaving Colorado. To be, I mean, maybe I would say he would sign a one. I think, like, I I figure a lot of these guys that hadn't signed were going to sign one year deals back at the place they were there before. That well, I mean, yeah, I, well, I think with what you said too is I feel like Story <clears throat> is going to go back to Colorado for the reasons of him having the question. Like, I guess one of the things that I've seen and read was people were questioning his. I don't know if it was his elbow or his knee. I don't know what it was. I know that was something that was a red flag to a lot of teams. That's why they were kind of holding on him. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, I was around him working out. Dude looks great. Everything he was doing was good. Throwing wise, every like. So I don't. I don't know if that was actually a true thing that was being said, or what the the holdout really was on why he didn't get to go pretty quick. Because I figured he would have gone fairly quick. Yeah. Good glove, good bat. Mm-hmm. He is. I'm Very seeing a lot of reports of two years, roughly $32 million. Yeah, that's what, that's what that, somebody said that, in mind, too. That, that, that's what I'm seeing. I've also seen reports of an opt-out and reports of a player option for year three. Oh, that's So that hey. would be a very, a very player-friendly deal if that's the case. You yeah. get an opt-out and an option and a player option. Mm-hmm. The player option's huge. I never got one of those, though. We never negotiated that for me. But yeah, uh, that's huge. Of course, then we also discussed Simmons to the Cubs. Big, big, big for them. Got him yes. for four million, one year, one year, four million. Um. Other than that, have I missed any big ones? Uh, Josh Harrison to the White Sox. Jerry's familiar to the Phillies, as the Mets send another pitcher to the Philadelphia Phillies. He will be the best closer in baseball if it goes the way Wheeler went. Um. Kurt Suzuki to the Angels. I do want to say this just because uh, it's out there, and I love watching this dude pitch, but uh, Jack Flaherty, is uh, he's awaiting some shoulder results here. Something happened there. I don't know if that was something from whenever, but that's all oh, yeah. And uh, what, see, this is something that I talked about before. <clears throat> Him not being able to have access to his trainers could have caused this. With the injuries, there's there's quite a few injuries that are happening. Yeah, let's actually talk about one of them that you just reminded me of. Thank you with that. And I want to, I want to, we talked about this a little bit, but Tatis supposedly broke his wrist riding a motorcycle and did not yeah. report it immediately. And it was not found out until recently. Um, they are saying that it is not, they are not going to, be worried about um Rizzo just said thank you Derek (laughs) (laughs) he's hilarious love that guy uh they said that they're not looking to void his contract in any way because of that um this this is a Bumgarner situation you guys do remember that right the dirt bike yeah this is the same same incident right here well, contract's if, really starting to look like an issue with these injuries that he's got piling up. One of them was sports related, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Like the, his a, first a injury shoulder was... that wasn't like a shoulder injury that they said there was some speculation that it could be chronic or something like that. And it that came out like a couple of weeks or days after he signed the contract. Ooh. Yeah, he's but a guy. Yeah. What? 
Well, I was, go ahead. You guys say what you were going to say. Well, just about, you know, that Tease deal, like, you know, was anybody surprised they didn't void that? A little bit. I guess, yeah. the, I guess the big thing that he could say, though, was the lockout. If you're not allowed to communicate wow. with... If you're not allowed to communicate with your team, what are you Ooh, supposed yeah, to do? Oh, yeah, he could use that, yeah. Yeah, but he got, a, he got a motorcycle axe. He can't ride a motorcycle, right? Yeah, you're but, not supposed to. But I guess you could also argue that if you're locked out, then you're not beholden to your contract. Like, yeah. you, got a, good, you got a good lawyer. I mean, That's I get what pretty, you're saying. That's pretty thin. Yeah, It is, but it's just... but it, it That plus unable to contact the team... Yeah. Yeah, but you're still violating. I agree. I agree. I'm not. You're talking about the. You're talking about the aspect of it where he was late reporting it. Yeah. Or not being able to contact it. Yeah, I can see. I can see how that might make sense. He might have. But the thing is, too, he might have tried to play through it and doing stuff, and then it just it set it off even more, and then he had to say it. You know what I mean? But with me though, for him, like, I hope Tatis is like. I, I, I want him to come back and just get back to being Tatis because he's so good for baseball. Absolutely. Yeah, he is. He is the swag. He is everything. Like he's a perfect baseball mold, both to the, the American side and the Latin side. Like he he is he's the like he could be the guy. And I want to see him be that guy. And it sucks because he keeps getting hurt. And that's the thing that scares me the most is this could be somebody special. This could be the face yeah. of baseball but we got to keep him on the field. It's just like DeGrom. I fucking love DeGrom. Watching him pitch is like watching somebody play a video game. Like it's just not, it's, it just doesn't look real. But he is so good for baseball and we have got to find a way to keep him on the field. Which I think personally, I think Scherzer's going to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But that, here's one thing I do want to say that they made a comment about, and I wish people would understand this too. They made a comment about Robbie Ray and his pants versus DeGrom and his. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen DeGrom in like regular clothes. He looks like the bone collector. Yes. I mean, yes. he's he is skinny. Him and Chris Sale are both super skinny. The bone collector. Skeletor. <laughs> like it's, and that, but Mom. don't get me wrong. You would. I know, I you, you you just had to go there. there you know yeah, what? You did. I need to go to my safe space. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go ask for somebody to come here. And never mind, forget it. <laughs> we'll carry that one out. <laughs> but that to me, those those are guys that we need to see in baseball. So it sucks to see Tatis go down though. So hopefully it's quick. Hopefully it gets back quick. So now, of course, the question is do you think that they didn't avoid it just to maintain relations with their superstar? Yeah, they didn't avoid it just to maintain that he is, yeah, just to keep him. It's not get yeah. rid of him. Yeah, absolutely. Because to keep, like, that that's what, if you want to talk about face of a franchise. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's the, yeah. face, of, he's the face of the game. Yeah. I mean, him or Otani. I mean, Otani's definitely becoming that guy because of what he does. Yeah. He's a two-way player. Again, I don't know how much longer this will last. I give him four more years at the most. Yeah. But like, you know, how how bad is it for baseball, right? You know, they can't catch a break. Trout, the best player, is hurt all last year with a freak calf injury, 
And then Tatis now, the most fun player in the league, the most promotable, is out with a freak motorcycle injury. And two years ago, he had a shortened season. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And the year before that, you had the Astros. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help either. That's, I mean, it's tough, but we got it. That's the thing. We got to have it. Well, you know what? This is somebody that can replace him. It's pretty, I like watching him too. Juan Soto. Yeah. He doesn't get enough publicity compared to Tatis. He's starting to. He which, started yeah, to last that's year. I was getting ready to say. He's, it's on its way. So that's good. Who's that? Uh, Juan um, Soto. Yeah. Oh, Soto. Yeah. Soto Shuffle. Yeah, for a team that plays in the nation's capital, the the players for the Nationals are always kind of an afterthought. I feel like when it comes yeah. to the national media, well, they're an afterthought. Yeah. They're they're an afterthought in their city. Sports are an afterthought in that city. True. Like, yeah, Acuna is another good one to watch. Granted, the fan base loves the team. Like Nationals fans are are they're passionate. They're passionate. But when you but sports in general there is secondary. Yeah. Uh, Choppy, I want to ask you this though. What do you want for Voight? Well, I mean, if it's just Rizzo, I want to keep Voight. I like. I think Luke Voight's a good player. You keep uh, him just. Oh yeah. You, you. What are you gonna you, do there? You're not gonna DH him. You got an outfield of outfield of DHs. Yeah, I know, but I mean, that outfield is just begging to get injured. Stan True. can't stay healthy. Judge can't stay healthy. Is Hicks even playing anymore? <laughs> yeah, um, he's there. You know. Yeah, like, Striking out. Gallo, you know, Gallo will stay healthy, but he strikes out a lot. I mean, you know, I I would keep Luke. I would try to. I'd beg well, I Luke, think Luke, you, Luke to stay. You can't swap uh, Void out with Rizzo because Rizzo hits lefties just as good as he does righties. Yeah. He's pretty good against lefties. Do you Where trade him? Void, try to- they're not happy with, with Void's inability to stay healthy. That's their that's their thought. I've but also dude, when, seen when he is healthy, man. That dude breaks mashes, man. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a report though that he's not been um very active with the team in spring training so far. Well, well like I mean, he's like he's not interested, not engaged, not interested. He's in probably he he probably feels that something's gonna happen. Apparently he wasn't hitting today or yesterday either. That's Maybe he's hurt. At least that would be my only thing. Maybe he's hurt or out uh, of shape. Yeah, could be that too. The last baseball thing I want to talk about, and then we're going to talk about some football news because Derek, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this, um, on the football news. But Seattle, of course, getting Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. We kind of touched on it, Choppy. You touched on it a little bit, but you said it best. They've got a good little club there again. Yeah, they do. It'll be a good team. I think they're the second. I think they're the second best team in the West. They might be the who's best. first. Houston, especially if they get right. Correa back. Even if they, even without Correa, they lost another pitcher. Who they lose? McCullers. Where would he go? He's hurt. Oh. He's gonna be um, missing the first month. Granky's still not signed, right? No, doesn't they get Verlander back? Yeah. They got Verlander. Uh, he threw his bullpens. I don't think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's, he's, is he's he... like a June guy, right? Probably June. No, I don't know. May. 
Look, I, I, I still think Houston. I mean, they've, they've still got a good team. They're very, very good. It's going to be tight. You know, I don't see them as a threat to uh, win the World Series, but I, I do think they are going to get Correa back. I mean, I, I think Correa is going to go back on a one-year deal. And Oh, they said they're offering him a deal. I bet he gets like a two or something. Yeah. With some change. Try it again. Two-year at what, 60? Yeah. And if I'm Carlos, 60? I don't want a two-year deal. I want to I get back to free agency. Is he still young? He's like 27. Yeah, but he could get a two-year. He could have a two-year deal. With the play, yeah, player option. Yeah, like, I, like the, if I were him, I'm like, I, I want to get the free agency as quick as I can. Right, it's on that ten-year deal. He also same, has to show he's healthy, though. Same thing with Story. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Seattle's definitely the team in that division now. I think it's Seattle, Texas, and Houston are tied for second. It's gonna be around that, and then it's the rest is out. Because unless if the Angels start picking up some pitching, there's not much going on there. They're going to be where they usually are. They, uh, I mean, the Mariners got to make the playoffs, man, because they've got to tie their record. Right now, they currently, in the history of the franchise, have had more guys rupture their testicles that played for them than they have years in which they've made the postseason. Where do you True. get this stat? True. The guy happened, I, saw, I saw it last year when they, uh, when they missed the playoffs. And one of their players, I don't even remember who it was, ruptured his nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Anaheim does have, they have Syndergaard. That's he's one guy. He's got to prove he's healthy still, again, too. Yeah, he's got to show he's healthy. He's throwing, what, and, one I mean, hit in two years or one inning? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they shut him down last year. They got to bring him out of the pen, and then they shut him down. Also, don't forget uh, Andrew McCutcheon to the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, that I saw. That was another. I like that. I am very happy for him there. He's going to love it there. Good place to hit everything. He's he's going to like that. So, uh, I mean, if Houston gets Correa back on a one or two year deal, then I agree with Choppy. They're probably the best team in that division. I I agree. I also am very curious about Seattle. Because <clears throat> they, they finished strong last year. Derek, do you still think Story goes back to Colorado? Yes. I got Story going back for one year. Um, yeah. One year. Or we could see something crazy where he goes to San Diego because of Tatis being hurt. Pick him up, and then obviously once he comes back, they get both guys for that year, and then Story can bounce. Mm. Crazy, I know. But, but Story... <laughs> After what, everything that happened in Colorado last year. Hey, if they're going to give me my money, I'm going. True. But will they? Will Colorado give them the money? I mean, they want to no. sell jerseys, right? Yeah. Only when they spell them correctly. Mm. That was a while ago, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they've had some talks now, so I don't know. Well, he's, he's really, it's what, him, Freeman, and Cray are the last big three on the board. Like the last actually here, I'll pull that up. Let's take a look. We have oh why would that makes no sense. All right. Five free agents. Oh, never mind. This is that's not what that was. That was five free agents for something. Correa's unsigned. Bryant's unsigned. Ooh, Chris uh, Bryant. 
This there was a, a team a I saw the Rockies. Why well, I saw the, the Rockies? Yeah. Why? Why in the hell would you go buy Chris Bryant if you didn't want to keep Story or let alone Arenado when you had him? I don't know. Like, do they want to buy him and then they want to freaking trade him so they can get more prospects? Is that <laughs> is that a move? I don't get it, dude. No, I I uh for Bryant, it's weird. I I figured he was gonna probably go back to San Francisco, but because he liked it there, he spoke very highly of them. I thought that would be his place to go, but I do, and I I would love that. It would that would be huge if the Mariners did go and get Chris Bryant. I mean, Bryant to the Phillies would make sense too. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense there. But where do you put him? Is he yeah. back at third base? Probably. He That's looks a like a Philly. Philly. He would fit in the Philly uniform. How easy a turnaround would that be if Seattle did sign Bryant? Like considering everything, well, considering everything that happened in the offs, you know, before the season last year with Seattle and the things the owner was saying and all this, and with Seager, yeah, and then they turn around and sign a but you know, they get all these pickups and now they're they're one of the the top teams, top picks to, to make all this noise. It's crazy how quickly it can turn around. It's yeah. If, if the Mariners were to grab Bryant, then they become probably the strongest the team out there. Yes. But I do want to say this too, because this is brought up and chop. This is for you. People are, this guy's saying Bryant to the Rangers would be awesome but it's not going to happen because they want that third baseman Jung, which to me, you're putting so much on Jung already, and he hasn't even stepped foot in the big leagues. He's also out for the year. Yeah. He had uh, he hurt his shoulder lifting, which tells me that he probably wasn't doing it right. But I mean, uh, it's, it's like a labrum tear, I think. That's that's no picnic. That's his non-growing yeah. shoulder, but still. I mean, you know, he's Bri he's gonna stunt his development. Yeah. Brian's thirty, so you you could easily you could two three years. Yeah. Easy. I mean, you I know. I would I would take him at the Rangers, but you know, I don't know. I mean, there's there's something about his game. I'm just. You know when the when you don't when, you know the Cubs didn't want to bring him back, did they? Cubs don't want to bring anybody back. No, they don't, and I don't get that. I mean, I will say, well, you know, for those guys did call him back out for that, though. They called out the the front office. Yeah, I think Riz, uh one of them spoke up more than the Bias other. Did well, yeah, okay, he was one for sure. Bias did like big time. He didn't. He didn't mince words. Yeah. So I mean that 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 tells you right there. So Correa, Bryant, Freeman are still on the board. Trevor Story still on the board. Who goes first? Ooh, Castellanos. That's Castellanos a good one is, too. Yeah. That's a. He's a really fucking good hitter. Castellanos yeah, and Castellanos and Schwarber saw their value skyrocket with the Universal DH. Yeah. That's what and I, I feel like. I mean, Schwarber definitely already. I call him the Schwarmbino. Um, he's definitely on his path for DH. I think Castellanos is set to be a DH too. 
I'll get paid for, for it too. Career. If Nelson yeah. Cruz got 14 million, yeah. I mean, these guys are just as good at hitters. That's what I'm saying. And they can still field. Yeah. So which one of those goes first? Schwarber. Where and why? I would say Castellanos. Um, I have not seen a lot of anything around Castellanos. I've seen a ton around Schwarber recently. I, I would agree with that wants, too. No, nobody wants nobody wants the baggage that comes with Castellanos. Every time yeah. some every time there's something happens that you come back from break and there's a major there's a major story like somebody's crying or dying or something like that. He hits a home run, and the announcer's got to announce the damn thing. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh my god! He did it like three times this year. Yeah, yeah. There was like a, they were doing like a death dedication in the middle of it. He hits a fucking home run in the first pitch. Tom Brenneman, you know, fresh off of, you know, basically denouncing the entire city of San Francisco. Um, uh, he hits a home run. He did it another time with something else. First pitch, bam. If he's ever leading off an inning, don't come back with some kind of death dedication. Make, it, make it, it a happy celebration and he'll ground out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey also reminded me, which I'm surprised I forgot about, Conforto still has is unsigned as well. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to go to the White Sox, neither one of those two. Um, Castellanos can play third base, but I don't think you're going to see much of that. He hasn't done it in a few years. I don't see him going back there. The Blue Jays are apparently favorites for Schwarber right now. Yeah, they're they're on top of that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, that's yeah, that's a good question. That is a good question. Then on top of that, let's. I don't know. This is going to be interesting, but I, I I'd like to see one domino fall. I'm wondering now that because of Rizzo taking his uh, self to New York, Freeman falls next. Is there, the any, feeling, is, is there any big pitchers out there, too? Uh, Derek Holland. No. Sorry, you said big pitcher. Um, Not fat <laughs> either. <laughs> uh, Grinky. Grinky's out there. I Yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny Duffy. Ooh. Danny Duffy. He can go to Anaheim. Uh, I'm just looking through here right now. I mean, if that's me, why don't you go Matt Boyd? I, I see him going to the Rangers if they I mean, were to make that move. But I they mean, went. I am still free agent. He's not a pitcher, but he's still free. Let, let me ask you this. I'm. Qu- I want to know your thoughts on this. I didn't get to hear you talk about it. Chop or you know Dyer and Terps, please get in on this. Martin Perez and Matt Moore sign with the Rangers. I don't understand Matt Moore. I've seen enough of Matt. Matt Moore was with the Rangers a couple of years ago. He was a train wreck. Um. I, and I don't get Martin Perez. I mean, I think he's a. Think Is he, he's a are, are these guys as starters or relievers? Well, what was Perez with the Red Sox? Both. Mainly starter. Towards the I end mean, of last year, he became a reliever. There's, a, there's, enough, there's enough holes in the range of rotation that they need a starter. I wouldn't mm. do it. There's enough. There's enough holes. And Matt Moore? I don't get it at all. Is I mean, what what year is this? Is this 2012? 2011? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are they doing? 
He was literally well, here a was, couple years was, ago. Hold on, if it was 2011, I'd be coming back. There you go. I mean, if it was, I mean, you know, a couple years ago he was here. He was a disaster. I guess disaster. he went and played in Japan and had a better year. I guess figured it out, huh? I get. I, I, I don't. Know, I don't know much. I don't know much about him since that. I don't either. I don't get it. I don't get it one bit. When he struggled last year. Yeah, he did. I was at that playoff game. He threw at the at the ballpark. He, he threw a gem. Who? That more. Back what? in you know you were on that you were on that team. It was it was twenty eleven. Oh yeah, that was a good year. He threw a gem. For, it was game one, right? I think it was game one. Might have been yeah. No, it might have been game two. David Price probably went game one. Yeah, maybe. Actually, you might be right. You might be right. I don't I don't really remember. But I mean, there's still options out there, so I think we're gonna see something. Somebody's the ball's got to start moving. There's no doubt about it. I, I mean, part of me feels like Freeman's kind of dragging it out. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, how, at the end of the day, you got to be sure of what you want. Agreed. But like, how how drawn out do you go to where the point where, as Choppy said, that three million additional a year becomes too much for your hometown team? or your homegrown team to pass you up. Like, what are you asking for at that point that you're that far off? That's a great question, but yeah, $3 million is not enough to, let's just say that's the number. That is not enough for me to lose the face of my franchise. I agree, but I'm just saying like, if, 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 if the Dodgers offer is 3 million more a year, and he still hasn't signed that offer. And the Braves go out and get Olsen and lock him up for eight years, which basically means that I think Freeman has walked from there. What's he asking for then? Yeah. Maybe well, Freeman didn't want to go back to Atlanta. I mean, I, at this point, can we entertain that possibility? Yeah. You want a World Series? Let's go somewhere else. Well, I I agree with that. But what I'm saying, Dyers, even if that's the case, and the Dodgers offered him what they offered him, and the Braves offered him what they offered him, and he turned both down, what else is on the table this late in the game? Unless you're looking for a one or two year deal with a quick turnaround. He's older though, isn't he? Uh, I think he's 29, 30. Actually, he Freddy? might be 31. Ready? Yeah. 32. 32. Okay. Yeah, he's 32. Reports say Freeman Yankees tried hard for Freeman, but didn't want to come to New York. Okay. He sounds like he's got his heart set somewhere and he's waiting for that. He's waiting for them to, yeah, he's waiting for them to do it. Very specific. I respect the fact that he says he couldn't go there. Yeah. I think it is the Dodgers. If you guys said that that's where he is from or whatnot yeah he, he might be trying to go back home and play in front of friends and family it would make the most sense and they'll pay yeah i mean they will pay they're 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 not afraid i mean i wouldn't be shocked if you see like i said like a one or two year like a two-year contract with an opt-out form he's older but if you're this late in the cycle too he's gonna get what a five-year deal at most five six years Maybe a, I, I 
I know this is a shot in the dark and I keep throwing all the AOS teams, but man, what if the Rangers did pull a quick one and they got Freeman? That'd be big. They might have the best team in the division then. I think I still need pitching depth. Yep. I need pitching. It doesn't matter how good your lineup is if you can't pitch. If you're yep. if you're if you're giving up six, seven runs every game. You have to put up. You have to match. It's every game's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah, it really is. Trying to beef up that lineup because you know you're not gonna be able to pitch. <laughs> That's yeah. They would so be the '90s Rangers. Nice. We have one more topic to talk about, and then unless you guys have something else to go with, but Derek, um, and Dyer, for that matter. Uh, there seems to be a lot of rumblings about Baker Mayfield and his future with. Cleveland. Uh, he put out an interesting post today um, thanking Cleveland for everything. Um, and just titled basically with uncertain with many uncertainties. Here's where my head and heart is. Um, the Browns have been looking at other quarterbacks as well. Derek, I know that of course you have a personal connection with him. Dyer, you're more on the fan level. Um, I'm a fan too. Correct, but we still have to take into the account the. Uh, yeah, here's my thing. This is what I've got from. I haven't got to read what he said. I've kind of been glancing at it since it was brought up. Um, I don't know where it says anything about Junior. Where you're sitting here trying to tell me he said he wants to be traded the Colts. I've never. I, looked, seen I didn't see that. that. There's none of that shit out there. So I don't know where you're getting it from. Whatever. That's fine. That's beside the point. All this is, is talking about, he's very thankful um, for his time in Cleveland. He's probably feeling like he is going to be traded because of the fact that they did. They went and shopped and they went and interviewed Deshaun Watson. Uh, they're checking out quarterbacks. They've talked about it. I think that, you know, what it really comes down to is the Browns are just concerned with his health. That's the big thing. This guy is coming off of a shoulder surgery. Yes, it's his non-throwing shoulder. He's coming off of an injury. He's been playing through a lot of injuries these this past well these past few years, so that is a concern. So them reaching out to other quarterbacks, I see what they're doing, but at the same time, if I'm him, you know what? I can only control so much. Let's focus on this, and you know I'm the Browns quarterback right now. Let me just do that because he he. I get what he's doing and I love it. I love his message saying thank you to the fans for being there for him, everything. But at the same time, let's not worry too much about, you know, them doing that. Yeah. I'm not reading too much into that tweet. Uh, it's only natural for him probably to come out and have and say things like this when it looks like his, his time in the city conceivably could be numbered. Uh, I don't think that that's the case, but, I mean, it makes sense for him. I, I don't think there's anything more than that, just for him to come out and throw something out there to the fans. I mean, there's and nothing more to it than that. I, I feel like so many times people say things like this and, and, and professional athletes are put up on this pedestal by the fans and they're not allowed to be human and have human emotions. I mean, yeah. That's, he's a he's a a person just like anybody else. I mean, it's normal for him. It would be normal for him to say something like this if he worked at a company for a certain period of time. That it, it, we, nobody would just can, nobody would care about it if he right 
Yeah. It was just some yeah. dude working at AT&T. That's the thing is it's all about the media always painting the picture bigger than what it is. He's just putting a, a simple message out there to let the fans know what he's thinking, how he feels, and just being blessed and thankful for this opportunity to be playing in Cleveland in front of those fans. That's it. It's not, I hate this. Uh, I hope everybody dies. I want to go somewhere else. It's nothing like that. Like that's yeah. what people, the, the media yeah. is making this so much more. That's why it's ridiculous. Like again, even, you know, junior making the comment saying he wanted to be traded to the Colts. He's allowed to say something like that. If he did, because if his name's being shopped around like that, well, can I at least have a say? Can well, I say, he, hey, can I do that? How, how would he get to the Colts is my question. Yeah, they're not trading anything for that. They're, they're going to give us, they're going to give us uh, Sam Ellinger, and I don't know who their other quarterback is now. It's Carson Wentz way, gone. The only way that would happen is if, if the Browns traded for Watson and Baker Mayfield was not involved in that deal. Yeah, I mean, it, because there's no. You're right. The Colts have nothing that would that would really make sense as far as you know a trade for a quarterback in the NFL. That's a that's a that's a big piece, especially when it were, comes to trades in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they just gave it their first last year. He's also I mean, a free agent after this year. Yeah. I mean, if they're trading for a, another quarterback, they're going to get something that's established because we're at the point, the Browns are at the, the point where they're, they're knocking on the door. They're right there. They've got the offensive line. They've got the running backs. They got the receiving core. I mean, it's, you know, they're there. They're right there. They got strong defense. They're there. Yeah, they're a good team. They they are there, but uh, every team is a player away, and that player is the quarterback. The Bengals showed that last year. Yep, that's a fact. They made an absolute leap. Yeah, Zach Taylor was about to get run out of town, and he went from like six and twenty-five to, oh my god, we're gonna give him an extension. Yeah, they were the laughing stock of the league, what two years ago, and this yeah, past year they're. Two, minute, two minutes away from being Super Bowl champions. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's true. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he wants to be traded if this is going on. I mean, yeah. But, like, that doesn't, that's not a shock to me. Um, no, it shouldn't be. The, the statement coming out the same day that they're looking at other quarterbacks also isn't a shock to me. I mean, I'm sure Cleveland probably isn't happy about that. Um, right. And of course, the team's reaction, what the team feels about it. But then again, like, like, like I said, with the, like, who are they trading him to? And Baker Mayfield is going to command something. He's not going to be nothing. You're not right. going to get to. You're not going to get two practice squad players for him and a draft pick. No, but yeah. the moment you, the moment you, if they were to trade for Deshaun Watson, and he's a rental. Right? Who? Mayfield. Yeah, he's a free hey, agent. Twenty twenty three. Let's just say they trade for Deshaun Watson. You know, they have no leverage now to get rid of Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's out now. Yeah. I just want to squash this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and Unless the whole thing was a bargaining negotiate, a bargaining tactic to extend Baker, in which case that's, yeah. that's a whole other discussion. Because now, mm -hmm. now you're negotiating. Now it's bad faith. Right. Yeah. I really don't see that being the case. I mean, I think, I think quite honestly, the Cleveland Browns front office would be uh, doing themselves a disservice if they didn't take a look at 
Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's a good idea to bring him on. I think the price tag is too great. Um, you know, the the reports I was seeing today was that the Browns had offered uh what two first round picks uh and uh and and uh Greg Newsom and somebody else. Did you say Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt, thank you. Um for uh for Watson and that's that's just it's far too much especially in a situation where he still yeah. could have uh he still could have discipline handed down by the league doesn't matter that he's not going to be criminally charged that the league has set that precedent before where criminal charges are absolutely not necessary for them to uh, to dole out punishment and so I think you're looking at probably a minimum two game suspension at the beginning of the year for Deshaun Watson and then you're I mean, giving up all that on the on the back end. Six games. It might be oh, more. No, that's the, yeah, that's a minimum. I'm saying, absolute oh, yeah, yeah. bare minimum. Yeah. Well, here's my question too. You have one year left on Mayfield, and the next year it's a fucking shopper's paradise of free agent quarterbacks. 2023, there's a bunch of names out there. You wanna wait? Sure. What are you gonna I do would, with them? How you, you gonna trade them off? You gonna trade them off for a guy who's gonna be suspended for a few days, for a few games rather? What are you gonna yeah. get for him? But like, especially now when a lot of big moves have been made, a lot of guys are being locked yeah. up already. You're gonna trade him now in March, almost April. You have him for another year already. Yeah. You saw what he did last year. What's the point? Unless there's something going on right. behind the scenes, which is like, you know, where the front office or there's something in the clubhouse that's causing them to feel like it's best to move him. It doesn't make sense to me. It would make sense if he had like three, four years left, or even two years left. Yeah, that's a good point. No, this is one thing. No, that's okay. Go ahead. This is one thing I wanted to just. uh, This this person is actually thinking this is legit, and I think this is so dumb. Kaepernick is available and looks good. Politics. This guy would be a step up over many current quarterbacks. That's the dumbest fucking comment I've ever heard. This dude has not played in. Looks good based on what? What are you Leland basing F. that Doctor. on? Who that, says? Hold on, that's my point. That's where I'm getting to. I'll, I'll let you explode in a second. This dude hasn't taken a snap in what four years? Uh, 2016. Okay, so six years, and you're gonna sit here and tell me that this guy looks better than the current quarterbacks that are out there now? I mean, I'm sure he looks great without pads on. He's 34 and, years old, and he hasn't and no played defense. a snap in the NFL in six fucking years. The videos you see of him throwing are two receivers with no defense. It's just a, here, run and throw it. Let me show you what my arm looks like right now. No rush. Doesn't have to make any reads. I can do that. I literally do that every day up at APEC. I throw to a tight end. I would agree with this statement if if you say this statement a year, uh, you know, five, four years ago. Yeah, I would definitely. Five, four years ago, I think this is a very valid statement. He was garbage Maybe in even his three. last year that he played. Yeah, but you could still make the argument uh, there have been worse quarterbacks in the NFL than him. Oh, absolutely. Long term. Like you could like if you if you go back five years ago, if you if you go back, you know, even four years ago, within a year or two of his whatever we're calling it, mm. um, there is a legitimate argument you could make that yeah, he should have been picked up by somebody. I don't think you can make that argument now. Not as a starter, probably not even as a backup. But yeah, five, you know, five, six years ago, fuck yeah, I agree with you. Five, six years ago, yeah, he should have been signed by someone. Baggage, 
regardless. There's been worse baggage since that people have signed. Yeah. But now, six years later, I 100% agree with Derek. 100% agree with Derek. That would be like, that would be like, that would be like Derek leaving the league three years ago, not playing, not even playing in Japan, not playing anywhere. All he's done is thrown, what would you say, Derek, a few live bull, beep, bullpens in front of people over the past six years? Yeah. And then try to get signed by a major league team, not even at a minor, not even for a minor league contract, a major league contract. Actually, I would say throw, just throwing bullpens. Forget about live BPs. Bullpens. Because for it's, six years. It's the only, yeah, it's the only way you can kind of compare it to what he's doing is he's throwing with no defense, no rush, like he said, like Dyer said. So, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, live no. BPs, like that, that would be more equitable to yeah. maybe like a seven on seven drill or something like exactly. that. Yeah, it, it's there's there's no point in that anymore. Again, just to say, like what I said, I'll, again, you bring this argument up five, six years ago, 100% agree with you. I think we all do. But six years down the line, you can't convince me that someone in a professional sport can take six years away and not compete at all at a professional level in any way for six years. Six years and you expect to come back and compete? He even played the CFL. Wait, hold on. Why Wait, did, did he play? Did he play the CFL? I don't think he did. Why didn't he try to play the CFL? Looks like he didn't play in any professional league. No, you can't. You can't come back from that. You can't come back from that. Like you there have been guys. Johnny Manziel's league. Yeah, fan control football. <laughs> there, there, there have been guys who walked away from baseball and hockey for multiple years, but went mm-hmm. and played professionally in legitimate recognized professional leagues yeah. and come back. Yeah, that's how you money, would, whatever. Kind of how you have to do it. Not too many people are going to take that risk after that long and pay you a good amount of money just to do that. It just doesn't doesn't work. Well, I, I mean Tebow, yeah, I mean but the thing is with the Tebow signing is yeah, he was away from the game and then he went and played baseball, but that was like I don't think he expected to make the majors. Um I, I mean, he, no, I'm sure he did it. initially. But like, or thought he could initially, but he never left his ESP his ESPN job. He never once left no, that cash cow. He didn't go all in. No. We got an update. Brad Miller signed with the Rangers. Okay. He's Wait, a utility. Is he the old Sabres goalie? Uh- <laughs> That's actually pretty good. He's actually the guy that literally doesn't wear batting gloves and stands almost similar to the MLB logo batting stance. Ew. Who was he with? Uh, last year, the Phillies. If I'm not mistaken. He's also a professional bowler. Hmm. And a Sacramento King. <laughs> wow. This guy does it all. I mean, if you want, Mookie Betts is actually basically a professional bowler, though. Have you seen him bowl? Yeah, he's really good. He puts up 300s. He's, like, got he's like legit. Yeah, like he's like legit, legit. He's a he's a freak athlete. He's good. I, I mean, mean, he he was putting up three hundreds in fucking Brunswick lanes. Bowling cricket, is is bowling cricket, an athlete? Cricket, about yeah. cricket bowling yeah. or ten pin bowling? Pete Weber's an athlete. Real bowling, Dyer. <laughs> is he the guy that said I am who I thought I am? Or no, it's he was uh, 
who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah same guy. Yeah. I am. That's right. <laughs> what? You've never you seen that? that? You've never seen that commercial? Oh, my it's not God. Even, it's not even send a commercial. It actually send happened. That to him. It was, put it in our group chat. I, I want you guys to hear him laugh, so we have to do it before we get it. That'll be the last okay. thing we do. Yeah, yeah, I got this. While I'm doing that, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, not much. I mean, hopefully uh, the free agency intensifies. You know, we get to see some moves here happening. Uh, I'm not going to speak on my behalf of what phone calls I have received, but I can say that I have. I want to keep that quiet for the time being just because I like to have fun with it. Um, as always, you know, it's always determined by Bruce. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's that's all I got, really. That's all I got. Bedtime for me. Take a minute and let Dyer watch this 27 second clip. <laughs> Just make sure you turn that up, please. Oh, I got to start it over. God, so great. I'm, I'm just waiting now. I'm, I'm just waiting. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I did it. I told you I did it. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> Wasn't he also like way underdog in that? I don't remember. He was like the six first the one or something like that. Yeah. Did he do he the second sign? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, does, he, was <laughs> he was all in. He was all in. That was his sign for years, awesome. years and years. Well, of course, this episode will be going live in a few days. Um, so there's a very good chance that some people have signed by the time that you guys hear this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher. So if that's the case, well, it'll be fun for you guys. You can see how wrong we were, how how yeah. white, how right we were. Wow, that was almost bad. Um but that'll do it for us this time around. We will be back next week, um, provided Derek is still around. Um, who knows? But like I said, as I said last time, continue to watch um, and listen as this will continue no matter where Derek signs. Some days we just won't have Derek, but we will still be recording every week. Um, for those of you listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a rating if you feel so inclined. For those of you watching on Twitch, thanks for joining us. For all of us here, we'll see you next week. Deuces. Deuces. Bye.